0: Thank you, members, colleagues. Please sit down. Apologies for absence and declarations of interest. Don't all speak at once. Councillor Wing is
1: away.
0: Right. Any other apologies? I have, uh, let me see now. Yes, I have uh, Councillor Asker and Jones uh, have apologised and also Councillor Bagnall will not be here tonight. Any other apologies? declarations of interest, please. Somebody must be interested somewhere. Uh, no declarations of interest. Okay. We have just the uh, – well, let me say that I welcome members of the public present this evening as well as those who are listening to the broadcast of this meeting. Um, I would remind all members when speaking, you need to switch on your microphone, uh, the red light comes on. If you don't do that, nobody can hear you. And even worse than that, you won't be broadcast, and you won't be recorded. So you know you may as well not go home, or whatever. So do switch on the microphone. Switch it off when you finish, please. Um, when a vote is taken, I will state whether it's unanimous and if it's close, uh, the numbers for and 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 against. Uh, you will have noted, Members, that there are two supplementary packs published online. The first contains the Executive Member's reports, appendices to Items 10 and 16, and a briefing paper on the North Essex Economic Strategy, which is the subject of the first motion. There is a further supplementary pack, which is published to incorporate the amendments to Items 9 and 10, as submitted by Councillors Dean and Councillor Caton. So, moving on to public speaking, I have just one public speaker, Ian Walter. Mr. Walter, please uh, switch your microphone on. Thank you. Please go ahead. You have uh, three,
2: three minutes. minutes.
0: Think, three minutes, rather. Well
2: Mr. Chairman, councillors, um, I'm. Uh, my name is Ian Walter. I'm a member of the Eco Forum, and in the forum, I have the rather grand title of Treezar. So I'm here to give you a very quick update on what we've achieved thus far. Uh, in tree planting, the ambition is to plant a tree for every resident of Uttlesford, starting with every resident of Saffron Walden. So 17,000 trees in the locale. I'm trying to keep it very simple. I've approached uh, the biggest landowners around Saffron Walden um, with the, the request to give us land to plant trees. Um, that will involve them signing an agreement with the Woodland Trust so that we get 75% of the cost covered by that charity. Um, and I'm looking to both public money and money raised to fund the other portion of it. Um, reassuringly, I've so far spoken to the Audley End Estate uh, Lots of local farms, English heritage, uh, and I'm about to speak to Rob Duke, who's obviously obviously, obviously the biggest of the farmers locally. And so far no one has said no. Everyone's interested, everyone shares uh, concerns about climate change um, uh, and is very supportive. So I'm very, very confident that I'll find 25 acres around Saffron Walden without too much difficulty. My plan is to do that for the next planting season, so starting th- uh, this November. Um, and so in the meantime I've been looking at the costs which were still bottoming out but it looks like uh, coming in at about 4 to £4.50 per tree in the ground. Um, will someone nudge me if I run over time? Brilliant. I shall remind you. Thank you. Um, so the Woodland Trust will Provide us trees at between 30 and 1 pound, 30 pence and 1 pound 20, and then we need a stake, a tube, a mat, and a volunteer to go and weed a space and plant it. Um, so the total cost uh, appears to be about 75,000 pounds for Saffron Walden, and 283,000 pounds for the whole of Uttlesford. But that's before Woodland Trust have Funded a big chunk. So I have yet to find out what our portion is. But the Saffron Walden proportion is going to be uh, around about £20,000, I think, that we, we need to find.
0: Thank you very much, Mr Walter. Um, Adrian Webb, can you replace his microphone? Because that one seems to be giving a lot of distortion. Do we have another unit you can swap out for that one? Uh, we don't want you to say anything anymore, but somebody else is going to use that and uh, whatever. Uh, okay, thank you very much for that. Uh, what, I hear that we need to find some money, but not a huge amount. Okay, thank you very much, Mr Walter. Thank you. I'm now going to ask um, the uh, representative of the Youth Council uh, to come and say, say, say a few words. He's asked to say a few words. No, uh, w- mm, oh, there you are. Excellent. Uh, that microphone will probably work, so just switch it on and uh, off you go. introduce yourself first of all?
3: Um, Hello all. Uh, My name is Councillor Viduch. I am the Chair of the Ecology and Climate Change Working Group on the uh, Attersford Youth Council. Uh, It is my fellow uh, councillors that have asked me to represent uh, them here today. Uh, And I stand here before you with ...pride and joy to be able to represent the worries and concerns of the youth of our uh, sublime district. The people of Atosud have achieved so much, from the apology of the common soldiers that denotes our early pursuit of local democracy, to the representation of our youth in this chamber. It is undeniable that our great district roots its identity in democracy... The Youth Council uh, commends the the efforts of our district's councillors the declaration of a climate emergency on the 30th of July of 2019, the achievement of subverting the Stansted airport expansion through a firm commitment to bipartisanship, and the decreasing crime rates are all honourable achievements of the members that sit here today. Yet let it be declared that we must not become contempt with our advances, nor fall victim to hubris through, self, uh, through self-praise. It was only a fortnight ago, the people of Attersford, the young and the elderly, the ideological opposites, and the people of various backgrounds stood here in this chamber in solidarity, demanding more more ambitious environmental policies, more engagement on a local basis, more practical, effective regulations on the construction of infrastructure and housing, and more protection of our local area. Their achievement to assign two youth councillors to the Climate Emergency Committee, was a landmark achievement, but let us not mark this as an end. As councillors, our duty is to make our district a safe, pleasant, and affordable place to live. For all our citizens, we may belong to a party or stand as independents, but we mustn't let our actions be politically driven nor spontaneous but rather well-thought-out practical and heartfelt attempts to bridge the gap between the representatives of this council and the citizens and improve their lives, particularly of our young students, young homeowners, young workers, and young young parents of Uttersud, of whom there is a vast amount and of whom I currently represent. In the spirit of the strikes for solution, we, the youth councillors of our fellow demographic, hope that the chamber will one day support the ecological and environmental advancements. You are running out of time now. Thank you. That will one day, and will one day progress even further, and represent those that are often forgotten about through an open commitment to place two youth councillors upon each committee where they will be allowed to engage fully with the, uh, with the contents, discussions and resources of the meeting within the SAID working group.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Next item on the agenda is the uh, minutes of the previous meeting of the 16th of December. Uh, is this a true record, colleagues?
4: Councillor Sell.
0: Councillor
5: I did pass on my apologies to Councillor
0: Sladeen. Very good. Uh, how does that beam be on the minutes? Are, are the minutes inaccurate in that respect?
5: I don't record the fact that I made an apology.
0: We, sh- we shall record you, that you apologised on December the 16th, then. Uh, any other changes to the minutes, in which case I shall sign them if, as a true record? Initial and sign them, I can do that at the end, can't I? Okay, thank you. Sorry, sorry. Ah, Don't. Councillor Light.
6: Thank you, Chair. I just want to correct at the bottom of page 12 the um, penultimate paragraph, just to say that this is, uh, this is not actually accurate and that it's currently uh, the subject of a complaint. So whether that can just be noted, or I'm not sure what the protocol actually is here.
0: Since it is the matter of an official complaint brought by yourself, it's not available for discussion this evening. It's subdued to say we are waiting for the outcome of that matter. So the minute will stand. Anything else, colleagues? Okay, I'm going to proceed to uh, Chairman's announcements. there was possibly a slide on the screen, but I don't know if there is. Control-Alt-DAL, which is always discouraging. Uh, okay, right, never mind. So, um, there's been a significant amount of engagements, which I won't bore you with. Though on the website. Uh, it seems to keep one very busy. Well, what I did want to say, though, uh, this is uh, relating to the meeting of the 16th of December, um, at... At previous Council, we considered and voted upon a very important motion on the climate emergency, and I was delighted by its success. But I was troubled by something which I shared with you at the end of the meeting. The meeting actually went into Part 2, so it actually continued on, but in terms of the public, uh, they weren't here. Um, There was at one time a belief that the output of carbon dioxide from volcanoes makes a significant input to global warming. I have since been corrected on this matter. Current thinking is that volcanic activity contributes a mere 2%, or maybe less, to the global atmospheric carbon dioxide. I thank you for those that took the trouble to correct me on this. It was troubling me, and nobody I'd asked before the meeting could give me a sensible answer. I've received quite a number of sensible answers since. I consider that to be good. I am delighted, it appears, that volcanic activity plays a very minor role in global warming because we can control what humans do, but we have no influence whatsoever over volcanoes. So what at the time I described as an elephant in the room has turned out to be a mouse, and I am delighted by this. So allow me to place on record a correction of my previous assertion, volcanoes may and sometimes do influence climate, but not through their release of carbon dioxide. That is very largely down to humans, anthropogenic carbon, as it is known. Many thanks again to those who have corrected and reassured me. I ask uh, that this correction be placed on the records of this meeting. And just before we leave that subject, there is one item called clathrates, sometimes called hydrates. Uh, I'm happy to enter into a debate with people on clathrates, methane clathrates, carbon dioxide clathrates. They are uh, another matter which is uh, unanswered as yet, but it's not a place for this meeting. Thank you. The next item is the report of the leader of the council. I've been asked to um, extend the number of questions that, duration for questions. We have an extremely busy evening. It's the worst time to extend uh, the duration of questions, but (coughs) I shall do so. Uh, There will be questions, I believe, to the leader uh, after we've spoken. We'll take them there. Uh, And then um, there's item five, questions to the leader, members of the executive and committee chairman. So I'm I'm willing to allow up to 30 minutes maximum on those. I shall be, as – fair as I possibly can, with respect to who asks what questions. And I would remind people that the time limit is five minutes. I shall stick to that. And you don't have to spend five minutes talking about a subject. You're allowed to get it out in two minutes, if you possibly can. Less is more in this business.
7: So, uh, leader, please. Thank you, Mr Chair. I should do do my best in assisting the Council to get through its... uh, uh, work as efficiently as possible. In this section, you will have noticed that uh, there have been a number of reports from Cabinet members. They, um, they appeared, first of all, in the Members Bulletin, as, uh, as uh, I stated, they will be last time. And uh, those Cabinet uh, reports are available also in the papers and available to uh, members of the public, and you can, of course, ask questions. This is a rolling programme, as previous administrations have done, we didn't get uh, papers and discussions from each cabinet member at each meeting, and in the interests of running the council efficiently, we shall uh, carry on doing very much the same. Um, however, one particular issue which uh, I will uh, speak to at the moment is, is the local plan. Probably uh, now that the airport is out of the way to a degree, it is the item which is troubling and um, exercising members at the moment, uh, we have got a, a difficult decision to make uh, for other people listening, for members of the public, just to give a little bit of background, and that is that we received a, a letter from the inspectors of the local plans in January which uh, stated some extreme concerns about the plan as um, submitted as long ago as January last year, now by the previous administration. And they have presented us with uh, the difficult decision of do we withdraw the plan or do we attempt to make this plan work. Those questions are extremely difficult. There are many arguments on either side. And you will be aware that this council, in its different guises, has been trying to answer the question on the local plan for somewhere in the region of 15 years now. Um, And so it Presents us with an, an interesting situation where the inspector is effectively saying that, sorry, the inspectors are saying that they want an answer in, uh, in in a fairly short space of time, and we are attempting to give that give that give that answer next month. In fact, looking at a possible council meeting to look at this on the 31st of March, to get the best possible chance of finding the right answer or at least giving members here the recommendations and that's what it's about because it's your decision in the end. Um, We have gone to the local government association and we have brought in um, a team of planning experts, if I'm allowed to say that, but I think those of you who may have taken the trouble to look at the credentials of the people who are, are working on this process will appreciate the level of um, knowledge and experience which we have now uh, brought into the process. The uh, work, as you know, has started. I've written to every member of the council outlining the background to the, uh, to the proposal. Uh, I've recently also written to uh, all parish and town councils so that all councils around this can, can be briefed on what we are doing, and so we continue to go for the maximum possible involvement in making this early decision. And let's be clear, this is the early decision, the simple decision, as to whether we pull the plan or we carry on with it. Obviously, whichever way we go, there will be a tremendous amount of work, and in line with this administration, we will do the absolute maximum to consult with all of the... interest of parties and make sure that this time we get the plan right. You'll have seen something of the program, but just to uh, go through it a little bit more. Firstly, I've given the, uh, the initial terms of reference for the work of the LGA to the Chairman of, of Scrutiny. I said that if we could just hold that for the moment, because we have held a meeting this week, we've slightly revised the terms to make sure that all members are going to input and get the service that they want from this. There will be new terms of reference coming out, possibly this week or early next week, and they will be circulated to all members. So you will be uh, kept informed. You will be kept in. Uh, uh, in line with what 's going on, and looking back, I, w- I was very encouraged that um, we 've held a couple of sessions where we 've explored the difficulties of the two different routes ahead of us there have been a lot of uh, if a, if a input from members and discussions As I was heartened that over thirty turned up at uh, the first of those uh, sessions uh, and I-, I hope you'll find that that was very useful um, the LGA are are determined to get in views from members. That's that's quite difficult in the the short time of space we've got, but they will be working out a way of commuting with with as many as possible, getting views from everybody, to to make sure that it's not just a technical response that they're looking at, that they will be looking at uh, what is effectively the politics with a small and a large P, so that when it comes to the 31st, of March, you will be best informed on the decision for the way forward. In between that, um, uh, we are going to hold a a workshop on the 10th of March, so that there will be another opportunity for all members to come together to get the uh, initial views of the LGA and the work they're doing, and able to feed back. So that through this iterative process, we come out with the best possible answer. And as I've said then, we are aiming to bring those final recommendations to an extraordinary meeting on the 31st of March. So I hope you feel we've got um, uh, an iterative and inclusive process and I look forward to the input from everyone to make sure we get that decision right. So uh, the, the first bit I'm happy to, uh, to take questions on that, and uh, then we can go into the formal session. It may well merge with other questions through to the time available.
0: Thank you, Councillor Lodge. So, do we have questions for the Leader on that particular item? (coughs) Hmm.
8: Councillor Taylor, five minutes maximum, please. I'll be much shorter than that. Thank you, you, Chairman. Thank you, Councillor Lodge. I was going to ask yourself and the executive about the process of involving us members about the decision that we make on the 31st of March. And I have been partially reassured, but I think it should be much more, not just about recommendations, but about our engagement. So I hope that no more meetings will be canceled as they have been in the, in, within this week, and that we can look forward to full engagement with us to make this very difficult decision, um, which we have to make for all our residents. So thank you.
7: Thank you, Councillor Lodge. Do you wish to respond? Oh, <laughs> wasn't quite a question, but I will will respond. Yes, I think that if you if you try and contrast this to. Uh, uh, the way that the plan has been handled so far. Um, I'm sure that any ind- independent observer would say that the engagement has been pretty good so far. Um, the letter is not that long ago. We've had those two long sessions with, with a very good attendance. Um, I, I, the, the, the meeting this week, uh, we, we were hoping to, to push things through just as quickly as possible. This week would have been premature. Just to give you some background, our LGA consultants have been meeting this very day with central government to help to get some steerage and some guidance. So um, you you can imagine the the, the weight and the depth that we're going to. And in fact, so um, Thursday night would have just been too early and too premature to do that. But um, the the level of involvement, to my mind, is, is streets ahead of anything that this council has seen before.
0: Certainly, from my point of view, I think setting dates and then sticking to them. It was explained to me very early on in my professional life that you never change a date once it 's been agreed because people build their diary around it, uh, and basically it 's disrespectful, so i 'm fully in favour of keeping to a date once it 's been proven chosen. Uh, other questions for the leader on this matter no, i don 't want you to come back. I want to talk to, to deal with other people first. <coughs> Uh, we we'll was Councillor Dean.
9: Well, I, I would ask whether Councillor uh, Taylor would like to come back, because the rules say that uh, once he's received an answer, he's entitled to come back if he wants to do, before I pick matters up.
8: May I just, may I just say, all I was going to say, I agree. Um, I agree with you, Chairman. I agree with you, Chairman. All I was doing is re- reiterating what you said, the disappointment about meetings being cancelled when people have made um, their diaries around them. So Absolutely.
0: I think we've got that point. Thank you. Well,
8: and and, thank you and
0: you Councillor, Councillor Dean, you, you, you're, you're chomping at the bit over there.
9: Yes. Thank you very much. I do have a question, but I'd just like to make a comment to set the scene. Um Reference has been made to meetings that have been cancelled, and that's one thing. The other thing is that, as far as I can recollect, they were cancelled without any explanation, and I think it's that, it's the kind of opaqueness of the process so far that has led uh, to an questions from quite a number of members that I'm aware of, you know, that they're concerned that the the whole process so far has been opaque, so I would uh, too opaque um, and and in the hands of too few people so I would make the point uh, or or I would welcome the uh, commitment from the leader that henceforth uh, things will be more transparent Uh, I've got I've got two two specific points. One was that uh, one of the meetings, which I think was due to take place tomorrow night, was with somebody from the Town and Country Planning Association, which is uh, a body which uh, represents many of the fundamental principles that the local plan, as it stands at the moment, is intent on delivering, particularly to the uh, proposed... uh, Garden communities. Um, so, I, 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 my que- one question is: Are we still going to engage with the TCPA or, or are we writing them out of the discussion between now and the 31st of March? And the the other point I think relates to the the, the letter that we received from the two planning inspectors. Um, it it was pitched in a way which said we aren't in a position to uh, say that the plan is sound rather than we think it wasn't sound or or we have evidence that it wasn't sound. And I won't go into any of the detail, but that was the way it was pitched. And I, I read it again recently and I was trying to read between the lines, if I can put it that way. And in terms of their deciding that it was sound or not, uh, one of those criteria are whether it's deliverable, and deliverability is about technical matters, but but it's also about whether the council wants to deliver deliver it. So, what is your question, Council? We need a question. Yes. Well, indeed, I have. So my question is, in the next, whatever it is, one month only, just over one month, are we going to try to get underneath what the letter means, are we going to talk to the inspectorate openly to find out what it means and whether, for instance, the inspectors were saying, well, you know, we were examining a plan from an authority whose." administration said it didn't believe in the plan, and therefore was that one reason why they felt it was not deliverable? And I really would like an answer f- from them about their reasons for pitching the letter the way it Thank tests. you, Councillor Dean. They're not here, of course, so we can't cross the well, I'm asking whether the
0: leader will ensure that we go through that process. Right. Councillor Dean, thank you for that. Fine. They're not here, so we can't Question them, obviously. uh, uh, Councillor Lees, can you... Uh, I just
1: want to make one statement. In in today's world where we're supposed to be kind, I understand how frustrating it is to council meetings. And sometimes meetings have to be cancelled and they have to be cancelled for reasons that aren't open to public reasoning or understanding. We don't know what's going on in people's lives or for anything else. And just sometimes... It may be annoying and it may be frustrating and meetings may be cancelled but they may be cancelled for a jolly good reason that's of no reason for us to know about. Councillor
0: Storr, no, no, you can't, no, 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 no. I'm not going to allow you to come back. I, Councillor Storr wishes to speak. Yes, Councillor, this is, you are allowed certain amounts of time to speak. I'm not going to allow you to soak up the entire bandwidth. I'm sorry. Fine.
4: Okay, I am
0: advised that I, you do need to respond,
9: so please. to say any more, Mr Chairman, other than what I've said, which is that uh, I, I would like a commitment from the Leader of the Council that we will explore the reasons behind the words in the letter from the Planning Inspectorate. Councillor Lodge. Hmm?
7: That's right. Thank you. Um, I, didn't, I didn't come back on some of the early points. First of all, the meeting on Thursday was not cancelled. You will recall that we reserved a number of dates at short notice because we have a dynamic plan to put together. There is not opaqueness. Um, That opaqueness tends to come from these rather, rather, rather long speeches rather than asking questions. We have to be net on this. I will answer the questions, but please don't use this as an ongoing forum for your long-winded reports. Secondly, uh, the Town and Country Planning Association are an excellent body, and I'm a tremendous fan of them, particularly their leader, um, Hugh Ellis. And you may recall that his work was to advise us on the uh, building particularly of new garden communities. They are, after all, the TCPA principles. Um, You may be aware that, as of this moment, we are not building any garden communities. They are off the table. For this time being, there are no plans to build garden communities. That is the status we are in. Therefore, it made tremendous sense not to waste the time of this Assembly and of Hugh Alice in holding that meeting. And to uh, reiterate possibly something that Councillor Leeds was referring to on cancellation of, of meetings. Uh, in fact, no, it's a different project. We cover that one. With regard to the inspectors, uh, there is no facility for speaking to inspectors. You have to follow a process. Would that we could, but we can't. Councillor Store. Thank
10: you, Chair, but I think the Leader has just uh, basically said what I was going to say, the message being to Councillor Dean that uh, inspectors are all powerful. What they say goes. All they have to say has already been said in the letter. That's it. There is no more. It's now up to us as a Council to determine how we react to that letter.
0: Thank you, Councillor Saw. Um, Councillor Barker, I'm sorry I I missed you early on. You're you're partially hidden behind Councillor Pavitt. I do apologise.
10: Three questions, if I may, Chairman. One to yourself, uh, where I was trying to draw your attention, just to say that I assume we are having a named vote on the budget when we come to it. Thank you. Um, The second is to the leader, and the third, if I could, to Councillor Eek. Uh, The one to the leader is have we inquired whether if we abandon garden communities we will need to return the £750,000 we were given to promote that idea? And the question to Councillor Eek, um, it does come up later in the agenda but you do have a report here, it's in relation to the airspace review that will start later this year. Um, Many communities across Ustlesford wouldn't notice that the airport was there if they didn't have flights over their houses. Councillor Reeve, who's not here tonight, is certainly one of those, and I know colleagues in Felstead and Stebbing are affected, as well as everyone in the south of the district. Um, so what I would ask is, would you consider, when your group next reviews their corporate corporate plan, to adding that into the corporate plan as a plan of action to see what we could do to alleviate the impact on those communities?
0: Thank you. Who wants to go first
7: to answer those questions? Are there questions that need answering? There's one question to me which was on the return of the 750000 The answer is no, we don't have to uh, return it. Uh, I think, obviously, if we don't proceed with garden communities, questions will be asked on any further money.
11: Councillor Eat, do you wish to contribute? Yes, thank you, Chairman. Um, In terms of the overflying of Uh, residents and so on, there is a consultation which is about to start, which is about the airspace uh, up to 7,000 feet. So any aircraft that's taking off up to 7,000 feet or landing from 7,000 feet uh, is under the control of the CAA airspace at Stansted. That consultation has just started. I'm sorry. The consultation is just about to start and we are currently in the process of a governance review of the stakeholders, the focus groups and who is being invited to um, uh, respond on behalf of the uh, area which is affected by that 7,000 feet. And That includes uh, local councils, district councils, any other councils, uh, county councils that are involved in that space, schools, um, aviation-affected businesses, uh, businesses in general, uh, other interested groups such as uh, scouts, uh, girl guides, um, uh, youth groups, environmental groups, and uh, Stop Stansted Expansion will be obviously one of those that will be invited. In terms of the corporate plan, the corporate plan is currently set, as I understand, so we can't add uh, uh, areas to, 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 to cover to that. I hope I'm correct in that, but uh, I'll stand corrected if, if I'm not.
0: Thank you, Councillor E. Councillor Sall.
5: I, I wasn't planning to ask a question, but, I felt I had to, and councillor Lodge will be, no doubt, pleased. I am going to ask the question. Um, I was puzzled by his comment about garden communities because I've just happened to look at an article written on December 9th, 2019, and it's in PBC Today, who call themselves um, people who 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 are planning experts. And there's a recent report called by Litchfields, Titled "How Does Your Garden Grow?", and I'd like to know from Council Lodge what his view of their, this comment by them is, because I'm puzzled. And what they say is that, bear with me a minute, and they say that local planners in many areas are heavily reliant on garden communities to meet their housing requirements. On average, one third of local plan targets depend on garden communities. But in some cases, this is as high as two thirds. From that comment, it doesn't seem to me to give the same view about garden communities as you put to this council tonight, Councillor Lodge.
7: The, The answer, as you know, is we don't have a plan at the moment. It's great. Uh, we, we have one, 2005. Sorry, yes. We did, we, we, uh, the, uh, the, the progress is halted on, the, uh, on the, new, the new plan. Therefore, at the moment, everything is off the table and everything is on the table.
9: Please have um, a statement from the officers as to whether at this point in time this council has a local plan which contains garden communities, and that the matter has, and that the plan has not been ditched or withdrawn or anything at this point in time. What well, well, is the status of the plan? we have a plan, because that's the 2005
0: one. Is there any particular officer that wishes to respond to this? Chief
12: executive.
13: So you are quite correct. We have a 2005 adopted plan. We have an emerging local plan, about which the inspectors have written to us. Uh, inviting us to consider our position the council has not formally withdrawn that as you're aware but quite clearly it's considering its position so i think the the way in which the leader was referring to it is is because it's up in the air at the moment have we got are we going to proceed with it or aren't we so that hearing from uh dr hugh ellis was premature but I'll, i'll leave the leader to clarify but we have a submitted local plan which is under examination which the council has not yet formally withdrawn
0: Yes, Councillor Coote. Were you wanting to ask... Councillor Sell.
5: Very quickly, can I ask for the meeting on the 31st, can I ask ask Councillor Lodge and the officers to get further clarity about garden communities? Because I'm not clear as to the future of garden communities and I'd like to know by that meeting. Thank you.
7: Um, I'm not quite 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 sure what the question is you're asking. Further clarity, there's a, there's a massive amount of work to be done on no, garden No, uh, the question, uh,
5: Chairman, is for your comments, comments, comments yes. earlier on, you seem to be ruling out garden communities. The extract that I've quoted doesn't suggest that. So what I'd like to know, not now, but do garden communities have a future in a new UDC local plan?
11: Uh, yes, okay, Councillor Coote.
14: I'll we'll get an answer in a minute. With respect, ask the uh, the councillors to to move on. I don't understand. The leader has given us an update. We all know where we are. We all know we're going to make the final decision. This is just making political points, and I would ask council to move on.
0: Thank you. Councillor Foley wishes to speak. Hasn't spoken yet.
4: Well, I, I'm, I'm a, I think it's clear. Um, the inspector's report is clear that we need to look at it again. And the only way that you can really look at it again is to put all options that are available onto it. I'm personally very happy with the response of the leader if it means that we will look at all of the options that are available to us. You cannot still keep the garden communities as the plan if they've been rejected, which they have at the moment. They have not been accepted. Let, let me put it that way. They've not been accepted. So if they've not been accepted, I think the leader's right that if they've not been accepted, we have to keep our minds open on what the answer will be. Thank you.
0: Thank uh, you. I'm planning to move on. There are a couple of items where the uh, speakers would appreciate them being brought forward. Otherwise, they're going to have to endure uh, all of their uh, engaging debates. Uh, One of them is the Fausted Local Plan, which I think is item... Bear with me. uh, Neighbourhood Plan. Sorry, neighbourhood plan, of course, uh, which is item 12. And the other one is uh, the remuneration report... So, uh, if it's with the agreement of Council, I'll bring item 12 forward for discussion and debate now. Is that acceptable to Council? Yes. Okay, that seems to be generally acceptable. So, item 12, you're on. Uh, That involves Councillor John Evans to present the report and the recommendations. Councillor Evans, please.
15: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I'm very pleased to um, promote this uh, neighbourhood plan for Felstead, uh being actually uh, the ward which I represent. I'm also very delighted to welcome councillors Ram and Freeman uh, as chairman uh, and member of the Falsted neighbourhood plan steering group to join us this evening. Uh, the paper uh, is quite uh, extensive, and I would perhaps um, invite... Uh, my colleagues to read the neighbourhood plan for uh, Felstead. It is the third neighbourhood plan in Uttlesford, the two previous plans which have been made being in Great Dunmo and in Thaxted. Uh, so it's uh, a third one uh, on the book, prospectively, uh, and um, currently there are, I think, another five being worked on uh, in the district. Uh, I did uh, send out an email this week to all of us uh, promoting the idea further of neighbourhood plans uh, and it is something which I will come back to uh, in my capacity as portfolio holder uh, together with um, Ms. uh, MacDonald, the officer responsible for it. Uh, Neighbourhood plans are uh, positive things. They're not intended to be straight jackets as to development. They are designed in order to encourage development in the right place and provide facilities for communities. And this particular plan for Falsted does indeed achieve that. Uh, it will lead to 39 additional houses together with a doctor's surgery and also 24 additional houses and an extended car park for the primary school. Felsted has suffered, as it's uh, described to me uh, to be the case, from development over the uh, recent uh, years, and indeed more than 200 homes have been constructed in Felstead in the last 20 years, and many applications are still being made for opportunistic uh, development there. Uh, this uh, concept is, I think, something which, across the district, uh, we should be encouraging. We are rather slow uh, in it in terms of making plans. Uh, eight plans were, for example, made in Bayborough District Council alone in 2019. Uh, and for uh, the remainder of this year, I think we will see further activity in this regard uh, in Uttlesford. Uh, if there are questions specifically in relation to the plan, I'd be pleased to uh, answer them. Uh, but otherwise, I would invite uh, Council to make this uh, plan, that being the technical term required, at which point in time the plan will then become uh, a material consideration uh, when it comes to further development uh, in the parish of Felstead. Uh, I would invite Council to support the proposition and make the Fausted neighbourhood plan.
0: Thank you. I don't think I've been involved in making a neighbourhood plan before. And there's always a first for everything. Um, I need a seconder for that. May I have a seconder? There's lots. Um, Councillor Hargreaves, uh, Gerard rather, sorry, Councillor Gerard. Councillor Gerard seconds the motion. Thank you. Uh, it's now open to debate uh, on the Fausted neighbourhood plan. Again.
14: I could sit down, but I won't. I was just going to ask uh, Councillor Evans and the Council itself, for smaller villages and places that are not as well equipped as some, is there some form of help and uh, guidance for those types of uh, positions? I mean, coming from Sackham, where I do, obviously ours is going to addressed to at the moment, but I'm sure there are smaller places that may need our help, so I hope that we'll be able to give that.
0: Councillor Chrissie and then Councillor Dean.
16: Thank you, Chair. I mean, short and sweet, I think it's a brilliant plan. I've got an interest because Felstead is a place that I visit regularly when I go for my pint. Uh, It's a beautiful village and this plan gives justice to that village. Um, Overwhelmingly support it, proud to support it. Um, We may be tapping the parish council up for some help uh, over in Flitch Green and Little Dumbo.
0: Thank you. Councillor Dean, you wanted to contribute?
9: Well, I'd like to congratulate those who've been involved in producing the Felstead uh, local plan. Uh, uh, it looks... Neighbourhood uh, plan. I haven't, it, I haven't read it word for word, but it looks good on the surface. Neighbourhood plan, not a local so, plan. What did I say? <laughs> you said what well, I would have said, local plan. It's a neighbourhood plan. Well, I'm, co- <laughs> I'm coming on to that, because really... <laughs> My, my question is, I'm sorry. I, I've, I've seen correspondence which said there's going to be more effort putting into producing local plans and get on and do one.
12: Neighbourhood I, plan. Did, neighbourhood. Oh right. neighbourhood plan. You, sorry, I've,
9: I've been... Anyway, I won't say what I've been doing all day. Um, what? There's been correspondence which suggested, you know, in the absence of a local plan, get your neighbourhood plan sorted out because that will uh, provide some protection. But really, I have a a fundamental question. My understanding has always been that neighbourhood plans have to be conform, in conformance with the local plan, and if there ain't a local plan, then there's nothing for them to be in conformance with, and they might all be contradicting each other and say, you know, not, not, not adding up to the right numbers, et etc. Et so I'd just like some guidance from somebody, please, as to the significance of producing neighbourhood plans and whether they might all have to be redone when this council eventually uh, concludes its own local plan.
0: Thank you. I have Councillor Hargreaves followed by Councillor Storer. Am I going to get an answer, Mr.
17: Yes, indeed, I think you
0: are. Oh, that that would be a good idea. I I think Councillor Hargreaves will answer you. you. uh,
17: Speaking as... as, as...
12: Sorry.
0: Sorry.
17: Am I good to go? Okay. Uh, speaking as chair of the uh, Newport, Quendon, and Rickling uh, neighbourhood plan currently under examination, I'm sort of jealous that felster has got that. It's a very good plan. However, on your, your specific on the question, uh, you have to be. The plan has to be consistent with the adopted plan, so it has to be consistent with the 2005 plan. We've tried to do it ours, so it's also consistent with the plan that we haven't got. And also with the the MPPF. So it's got to be consistent with the the adopted plan. Uh, You then get, once once you're made, you then get any plan boundaries that you set for development then carry weight for two years from the date of adoption and they carry weight if the district has a three-year housing supply, not a five-year housing supply. So it gives you some protection for a period, it is useful and I'm guessing that probably it gives you a little bit of protection beyond that because it, your, your policies will carry weight whatever, so it, it is worth doing
0: Do you, do you wish to answer
10: that? No? Councillor no? Uh, Storer No Chairman, thank you on the basis that Councillor Halgreaves has effectively just said what I was going to say <laughs> This is getting
0: very good, we could almost have rehearsed this, you know Is there anybody else that wishes to contribute? Uh, uh, Yes, indeed, Martin. Councillor Foley. I mean, just
4: I congratulate uh, first that I nursed a little bit uh, of Thackstead plan through and I know how how much hard work goes into this. So thank you for bringing that. And rest assured that, that it does make a difference and it will make a difference because I don't want you to be under any impression that because we're having some local problems with the local plan that 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 this won't carry weight um, I'm sure um, I, I just had a, 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 a quick um, mention to the uh, Chief Executive and she confirms that these things are important and they do carry weight uh, our our particular problems will be resolved I'm sure okay. Yes, it is a
0: lovely local plan I've seen the pictures and never plan. Never. Ne- for goodness sake, I apologise. The neighbourhood plan. And offline, Councillor Christiana, you can tell me where you go for beer in Felsty. That would be good. Does anybody else wish to contribute to this?
18: Otherwise, I shall invite... Yes, Councillor Gerard. Thank you, Chair. Um, I'm very proud to second the motion for us to um, vote to adopt this plan. Um, I, have, I have read the neighbourhood plan, Felsty neighbourhood plan, and I'd like to commend the hard work that's gone in. Mr. Ram... Mr. The other Mr. Richard Freeman congratulations um, a lot of work went in of course before uh, in the last couple of years um, former Councillor Anna Mills I know was involved uh, a lot of work goes into it um, along with Councillor Hargreaves Newport we have a, a, a neighbourhood plan currently with the examiner and we're hoping to have ours um, coming before the uh, the um, council soon um, we do have a challenge, though. Certainly, I think, and I've, been a, a, I've always supported more neighbourhood plans by more um, of our parish councils. We have a challenge with our housing supply. We need to make sure that we get a three-year housing supply. Otherwise, the wait and all the hard work will be slightly um, wasted. So um, I urge all councillors um, to vote f- to make this plan, I would say that if you do have a chance, have a read through it. It's a really good piece of work. Uh, it does give some protection to those communities that have been affected over the past few years with cumulative impacts upon their, um, upon their, their villages. Um, and um, certainly it's something that I think I would be very happy to support. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Councillor Merrifield. I get the impression
0: that you would like to speak. No. Okay, right. I am misinformed. I
10: was, I was going. To, I was actually going to, and I was going to second it, but Councillor Gerard got in there first. So, well, there we are. You, know,
0: yeah, but you, you have it, to be quick in this case. Oh,
10: I know. I got my hand up, but you looked the other way
16: first, oh, well, so it's fine. Oh, sorry. i have eyes.
0: Despite being a politician, I don't have eyes in the back of my head. Councillor Criscione, did you want to come back on this?
16: It was on that point, specifically, as a kind of point of order, just because I'm relatively new here. Do we not debate and then vote on a motion? Or debate? We are debating. That's what this is. So do we debate and then vote on the motion? Yes,
0: after the a proposal has had a chance to come back. And I think the second Fine. one as well. Okay.
16: Fine. No, that answers my question.
0: Matter of, matter, matter of process. If there is no more contributions, I will invite Councillor Evans to sum up. Thank you.
15: Thank you very much. And I'm very encouraged to hear the observations of my uh, colleagues. And thank you uh, to those who've actually got current experience of dealing with neighbourhood plans. It is uh, a lot of work involved. And uh, I do commend my friends from uh, Felstead across the A120 boundary, as it were, for all the work that they have done. Uh, I chair the Stebbing neighbourhood plan currently, and we are working towards bringing uh, it towards, an, uh, towards a regulation 14 consultation, uh, but we will be, I think, probably still at it come uh, this summer and autumn. Uh, it is a great deal of work. Um, and answering uh, Councillor uh, um question, uh, is support available uh, from the council? There is financial support available to the extent of £10,000 uh, per uh, parish. Uh, Parishes don't, uh, in that respect, uh, matters are not restricted to one single parish, as you heard. Uh, Newport, Quendon and Rickling have combined to prepare their their plan, so even smaller communities can get together uh, if it's appropriate and uh, with a view to making one plan covering more than one particular parish. In addition to financial support from Uttlesford, there is technical support uh, provided and paid for by Uttlesford. Uh, in the form of professional uh, uh, planning advice. Uh, We have received that in Stebbing, and I know other parishes have also received it and have found it to be very helpful. Furthermore, there is uh, support uh, provided by the uh, Rural Community Council for Essex, RCCE, who provide a number of seminars, and I referred to that in my message to us all earlier in the uh, week. Finally, there is um, financial support available from government in the way of funding from an organization called Locality. Uh, I have heard it said, I think from Newport in fact, that they find it quite difficult to... Uh, secure those funds. We in Sebing have not found it difficult to uh, get funding. Um, I'm not quite sure why there were difficulties in Newport, perhaps it's because there was an accountant in charge. I don't know. <laughs> uh, as opposed to a lawyer. <laughs> uh, but joking apart, uh, locality do provide uh, good support and they also provide uh, technical help too in way of instructing outside consultants uh, who Are independent uh, of Uttlesford and independent of Essex County Council. Uh, So uh, support is uh, available and I would be uh, pleased to uh, describe it in greater detail to individual parishes should they uh, uh, like to uh, invite me and perhaps others to attend their meetings in the future to discuss it. Uh, So in summary I would uh, invite uh, Council to uh, accept the uh, uh, suggestion and proposal that we uh, make Fausted Neighbourhood Plan.
0: Thank you. That means we now have the opportunity to vote,
15: uh,
0: and the vote is that Council approves, that is makes, the Fausted Neighbourhood Plan uh, as part of the Statute Development Plan for the district. All those in favour, please show. Are there any against? That is unanimous. Congratulations, Faustid. You have a made neighbourhood plan. Thank you. I'm now going to invite. Uh, uh, yes. Sorry. Yes. Uh, Ms. Stephanie Grace, please, to come forward. Thank you. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Uh, uh, who is the chair of the Independent Remuneration Panel? There's a report and recommendations on the Member's Scheme of Allowances proposal 2020-2021. Ms. Grace, please. Thank you.
19: Uh, Mr. Chairman, Chief Executive and Councillors, both new and established, good to see you. Um, as the Chairman has described, we want to talk about the proposal for the Member's Scheme of Allowances. This was circulated, I believe, to you, so I hope you've had a chance to read it. So I think it's something like four to five years I've been involved with this. Um, I trust that you'll see that we've had some frugality and fairness. Um, We've had a delay this year with the national elections and the change of the council, which has slightly put things on to hold, and I'll tell you why. Um, So our evidence for proposals are that we've compared to local councils, as we've done before, and we're still in parity with those. And if we look at the 2018 National Census of Councillors, they showed the hours that they spend per week. In 2013, it was 20.8. In 2018, it was 22. So there's again a parity there—a small increase in time committed in your role as councillors. We'd hope to see more influence or more evidence from local situation, but of course your make- makeup has changed, so that's something we may be looking at next year. We also compared to inflation, which is the national inflation level um, of all expenses, and it's 1.5. So basically. We're proposing that in this time of austerity you have a 1% increase in the SRA and that's on Appendix 1 of the circulated minutes. So if I might look back to what we've done in previous review in the most recent times, uh, we were aware that the makeup of the council may change, so the Members Development Programme has been delivered in relation to new members' induction and updates after the local elections in May. And there was a good take-up of that. can never be enough. Um, But we're also pleased that the programme was um, circulated in February last year and hopefully it will be again. So you'll have some notice of the training sessions that may be relevant and interesting to yourselves. We also had the separate planning substitute and licensed planning panel um, SRAs. Um, not a great deal of amount. They weren't supposed to be an incentive, they were supposed to be a recognition for those that were coming forward and doing their bit. And I'm pleased to say that that process seems to have been helpful and that it doesn't seem to be quite so difficult to get. Um, the quorum that are required for both the licensing and the planning committees. Um, We updated the carer's allowance in the last year as well. Sad to say no one's claimed it. It's a really good allowance, um, recognising that many of us have many roles that we're trying to fulfil. Please claim your carer's allowance. And looking forward to what we may be doing in the next review... Again, looking at members' allowances, we've had a change in the structure of the um, group leaders, SRA, with more political groups within the council, and also there's been a change in the cabinet. So we may be looking at whether one pot for the remuneration of the extra work that people are doing with the responsibilities may be beneficial. Uh, we've got the portfolios SRA I've just discussed, and um, there's a relationship between the recruitment of councillors and the scheme of the basic allowance, and we'd like to explore more the views of members as to whether that's the motivation that attracts them to civic life, or whether the degree of the rate of remuneration makes any difference at all. The panel noted that the average number of committee, working group and outside bodies appointments for UDC councillors stood at six. Um, We are aware of that level of commitment and again maybe (coughs) considering that for next time. And we're anticipating that there's been nearly a year now when the new councillors are within the council itself and hoping that we can start work early next year this year even, um, over the summer, once the GRWG, the Governance Review Working Group, um, have had a look at this current structure and whether they're going to make any recommendations and where that goes. I'm recognising also that the SRA total has been amended and the Cabinet members have chosen to take less of their... Um, proportion so that more of them could be remunerated Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank my colleagues um, Diana, Melissa and Ben for all his support within the council itself and ask that the council adopt our proposals
0: Thank you Miss Grace I'm going to take this opportunity to thank you because otherwise I'll miss it Uh, you've uh, been with us for the past four years I believe Yeah, uh, we've
19: met over a tabletop
0: we have yes, well, I, I, exactly. But on behalf of council, I'm thank thanking you. So thank you for that. Um, does anybody wish to add? It's not really a matter for debate, but I'm happy to take, know, I'm happy to take comments. Councillor Taylor.
8: Thank you. Um, I'd just like to thank you for your report okay. as well.
0: Excuse, sorry, matter of form. Yeah, yeah. My form. Yeah. It has thank to you. be. It has yeah. to be proposed before we debate. Uh, I'm told. Okay, sit down. Sorry, do I have a proposer, please? Councillor Lodge.
7: Thank you, Chair. Yes, I'd like to add uh, my thanks as well to Stephanie and uh, to the panel for for the work on that. Greatly appreciated. And I would formally uh, propose, as we have on the agenda, that the Council adopts the recommended scheme of allowances for the year 2021 as set out in Appendix 1 to the report effectively increasing the current level of basic allowances and all existing special responsibility allowances, allowances by one percent. Thank
0: you, Councillor Lodge. I'm looking for a seconder. Councillor to... Deans, fine. Thank you. Uh, so, so, I think we can debate this now if we want to. Councillor Taylor, I'm sorry.
8: I don't, uh, I don't really wish further to Um, 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 debate but thank you for your report and it has been mentioned within it. I would like to stress for those of us or some of us who still work um, there may be difficulties both with timing of council meetings but also for some people there may be remuneration problems and if we wish as I'm sure we all wish for councillors to truly reflect the whole community particularly the working community with people with outside interests, I think that should be taken into consideration when you, uh, which you have actually said you will do, but can I stress that for next time? Thank you.
0: Thank you. And I can add to that from my own personal experience when I was working full-time and no longer do, uh, is that my employer docked my pay hour by hour. I worked on both planning and licensing committees, so it spent quite a lot of time. And that, of course, impacted upon my pension as well as my take-home pay, Uh, but then, you know, I was sufficiently idiot to do it, (laughs) allow it to happen. Anybody else that wishes to contribute to this, colleagues? Seemingly not, in which case we can uh, move to a vote. Those in favour of adoption, please show. Anybody against? One. Right. Thank you. One against, otherwise two against. And abstentions, we have one abstention, okay. One abstention, one against, the rest is uh, uh, in favour. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Grace. Right, I have still to deal with item six, which is matters referred. Sorry, can we have one meeting, please? Item six, which matters uh, referred from the executive and the council's committees, Uh, there are no matters. Item seven, uh, matters received about joint arrangements and external organisations. Again, there are no matters there. So I am now going to move on to item nine. Okay, Uh, which again involves
5: your view. Have we covered item five?
0: Yes, we've moved on from item five.
5: I know you said 30 minutes, but certainly I and my colleagues wanted to ask questions of uh, other members of the executive.
0: Uh, We said up to 30 minutes. We don't have to measure it with a stopwatch. If you have other questions, you're very welcome to send them in written form and they will be responded to. I commend that to you. So, I am item nine. We're on item nine, draft corporate plan for 2020-2024. to 2024. I invite the leader to present the report and the recommendations, please.
7: Thank you, Chair, and uh, thank you on the, uh, on, on the previous conduct. We did, uh, On my calculation, we had about 28 and a half minutes on, uh, on the planning question, so I think that was a... Uh, a pretty good space of time and covered a lot of ground. Uh, The corporate plan, uh, as my report says, is is a key document, and members will be aware that the um, administration's been working on this uh, for quite some time, and the important issue is to say that it is important to get it right. Um, Speed is of lesser importance. And I believe that... um, At this stage, we now have got that right. And it's been, again, I've used this word before, it's an iterative process. Members will be aware, particularly members of scrutiny, will be aware that we brought it to the scrutiny committee on two separate occasions, um, where we had some very useful interaction there, some recommendations, and further work was carried out. And this was also brought to cabinet and recommended by cabinet. Um, I think that uh, the important consideration yet to come is the development plan which comes from that, as members have been commenting. And the the good news there is that we are extremely advanced in work between the cabinet and the corporate management team, uh, holding a, a An important planning session just last week, or was it this week? Um, And we aim then to have that published by the 25th of March. The development plan will be out and that will be then available for the meeting on the 1st of April. Uh, Hence, I uh, commend the plan to members and propose adoption at this meeting. Thank you, Councillor Lodge. Does that find a seconder?
0: Councillor Coote, does the seconder wish to speak now or later?
14: Maybe later.
0: Maybe. Councillor Dean, we are now open to
9: debate. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I wish to put an amendment to the one proposed at the moment, and the reason I wish to do that, and members have it set out. that It was sent out on Friday. Um, the reason I want to do that is that we are shortly to agree next year's budget. As far as I can see, the corporate plan, as described, is is a wish list. It's Well, no, it's not a wish list. It's a set of broad principles, uh, and it doesn't say anything at all about what will be delivered what will be delivered differently compared with at the moment and when that delivery will take place. Now, if one is... uh, the whole purpose of this sequence of events is that we're told what the... we should be told what the administration wants to deliver and when it intends to do it and therefore, could we please have the money agreed in order to enact those commitments? At the moment, there aren't any commitments here. There are very broad principles which could happen next year, the year after, never, or whatever. So I I have uh, proposed an initiative, uh, an amendment, which essentially makes reference to to, two matters included in the proposal, or in, in the document, which is to... Uh, extend the PCSO service to to, uh, one further community, which is good, is good, is good, and also to do something about uh, tackling climate emergency. But I've also said to note that the delivery plan for the corporate plan will not be available prior to agreement of the 2021 budget. The Council requests that members and the public be made aware by the administration of what will be delivered and by when before any future annual budget is confirmed. Clearly, uh, we're stuck with agreeing or disagreeing with tonight's budget uh, because we have to get it done in time to send out the council tax bills and everything, and it'll be too late if we wait until the end of March or April before this promised delivery plan appears. So that's the purpose of my... Um, my amendment or our amendment it is not to um, attempt to scuttle the process tonight but it's giving it's it's demonstrating that this council thinks that things should be done properly from next year onwards uh, and asks the uh, executive, the cabinet to ensure that it does I so propose Thank you Councillor Dean that needs a seconder,
0: do I find a seconder? Councillor Caton has seconded. So now we can debate the amendment, and then we shall vote upon it, either stand or fall, uh, and then we can go back to wherever we were before. Uh, So, yes, uh, Councillor Day, please.
20: Thank you, Chair. Um, Councillor Dean has... uh, I've often heard him say that he's a critical friend within this chamber. I would just like to say to him that uh, perhaps I could be his critical friend on this occasion. I think he's completely misunderstood what this is about. Um, be kind. The, the, <laughs> the, cor- the corporate plan is not a detailed. Explanation of what this administration is going to do. I would describe it very much as a skeleton. So a skeleton has been formed and now some meat has to be put on the bone. And I think the leader actually explained this. He actually said that the next stage is the delivery. And that was what I would suggest, that what you are suggesting will come actually at the delivery stage. It's the meat going onto the bone. Thank you, Councillor. Yes, thank you. Uh, Skeletons.
0: eh? Anybody else wish to speak to uh, uh, Councillor Light? Thank you.
6: Thank you, Chair. Um, I have to say that I agree uh, with um, Councillor Lodge that it is actually too early um, and that we would need to wait. And I appreciate the fact that this is going to take time and I also agree with Councillor Dean that actually uh, the certainly in point three that uh, we need to have the delivery plan and the detailed budget attached otherwise this remains just a statement of goodwill uh, a lot of good intent a lot of very positive statements but we do need to see the detailed delivery plan, and the the budget attached to each of these statements. And the final point I would make is that actually this hasn't been consulted on with residents, I don't believe, and it should be, because the first theme of of this uh, plan is putting residents first. So therefore, if we put residents first, we must talk to them. So I would propose that we actually a vote on waiting until the delivery plan has been received with the budget attached before we actually take a vote. Thank you.
0: Councillor Sell.
5: i just like to endorse what Councillor Light has said because I don't seem to see any council which has said it's consultation is entirely, almost exclusively, between its members uh, and its supporters by name. So it terms to about RPU members, etc. The consultation should be with all residents. Councillor Hargreaves, I'm sorry, but I think it's necessary to say once again that this consultation, the fact we didn't have one, is a lack of transparency, lack of accountability. And I do hope that we are going to remedy it because... It's not the way that it should be done, and Stancid residents, for example, have had no opportunity uh, formally to put their views across. So I totally endorse Councillor Light, and I do hope that in future we will do better.
0: Uh, The Chief Executive just uh, wishes to make a comment on Councillor Light's contribution.
13: So um, the question, Councillor Light, obviously there's not an ability to amend because um, the procedure for amendment has passed. So the question is, are you seeking formally to defer the item? Are you seeking a motion to defer the item this evening?
6: Yes, thank you, Chief Executive. Yes, I am.
0: Yes, we'll carry on debating whilst we read the Red Book and work out what impact that has upon the general flow of things. I'm sorry, I've
14: rather lost track. Councillor Coote, thank you. Yeah, I'd like to speak to the, uh, to the motion, obviously, and ask councillors to, to support it. One of the criticisms I heard from Councillor Light was that there had been no consultation, and again over here, as far as I'm concerned, we had a big consultation, and she was part of it, to be truthful, uh, as we went round, and we canvassed, and we found out what people wanted, and we asked them to vote for us. As far as I'm concerned, that is the biggest consultation you can have. Uh, this rubbish that other councillors are speaking, I have to say, I find quite offensive. Uh, well, we stood down so you got in, else we would have, uh, you'd have been defeated. Yeah. So the the problem, as I see it, is that uh, it's very important. It's very important, indeed, for the residents to have spoken. They have spoken, and they've spoken in their hundreds and thousands, actually, in favour of what we put forward. Now, unfortunately, some councillors don't think that's good enough. I do. Thank you. Councillor Lees.
1: Thank you very much, Chair. Um, I have to say, when you say residents haven't been consulted, they most certainly have the first thing is, and you can laugh about nodding on the doorstep and talking, but I'm sure you, everybody knocked on the doorstep and spoke to people and wanted to know what they wanted to say. You speak to your friends, you speak to people at the parish council. So that's not quite true. We all do that. We also set it up just before the election, a virtual town council question and answer. We had over 3,400 people join in that virtual town council event. which which came, and on that, we had over 200 questions and comments on our policies. There has never been a dramatically built-up corporate plan that we can find anywhere. It comes from the top down from a party. We have spoken to the people, and when you say we haven't spoken to the people in Stansted, I know quite a few people in Stansted. I've spoken to quite a few. We have have, um, people in our party who live in Stansted. We have consulted the residents, and I have to say, Councillor Light, you know that.
10: Simon.
1: And I'm going to make it clear that we have, and when we say that we have, we have.
0: Yeah. Uh, Councillor Bagnall, please. Thank you. No. no. Driscoll. Yes. Councillor Driscoll, sorry. Apologies.
21: Thank you, Chair. Um, Yes, we have spoken, and we have spoken at Stansted. I live in Birchanger, which is part of Stansted South and Birchanger, and before I decided where I was going to stand, I canvassed my area. And we had a good idea of what people were looking for, and we got good answers on what we want. I then moved on to accompany my fellow um, councillor, who's not here tonight, Councillor Reeve. But we actually held in the constituency meetings before the election and people come along and asked us questions and told us what they wanted. So as far as I'm concerned, as a resident of Stansley South on Birchanga, with the people I spoke to and the questions I asked, Stansley had a chance to represent itself. Thank you, Chair.
0: Thank you. Um, I have a procedural point here. Uh, I'll hand over to the Chief Executive, please.
13: So, as I understand it, Councillor Light, that you wish to uh, put a motion on uh, without notice to adjourn the debate, you will need a seconder, and then we will need to debate that procedural motion to adjourn the debate on the corporate plan so it's a journey the whole debate not just the amendment that councillor dean has put so councillor light if you wish to continue to do that you're going to put that and you'll need a seconder
6: yes i do wish to continue thank you
0: right in that case we need a seconder for councillor actually councillor light can you stand up please and tell us exactly what you're uh what, what up, is well, now motion.
6: Okay. Um, right. So this is a new procedure to me uh, as well. Um, can do I have a com- Can I do I have a right of response now, or is this after? After
22: debate. It's your
13: it's your so uh, you're to setting the, to, out the proposal for why you wish to adjourn the debate. Okay. Okay. So
6: I would come back to what I said that this corporate plan needs to be considered together with a delivery plan and with a detailed budget. Until this has been done, it cannot be voted upon because we do not know and the residents have not had an opportunity to be given the detailed plan with the budget and all details attached. Therefore, we cannot say that we have consulted I would propose this motion then that the debate is adjourned until we have the delivery plan and we can make a truly informed decision.
0: That's been proposed. Does that find a seconder? Councillor Fairhurst has seconded. So I think the process now is that we debate this and then we vote upon whether or not to adjourn what is a substantive item of air agenda, Councillor Barker.
10: Sorry, Chairman. Just a point of order. I should have declared an interest because the plan cites uh, Essex County Council. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Councillor, for bringing that to our attention. So this matter is now open for debate,
4: or you can take it to, to it. Take or, it. It.
0: or we can go straight to a vote, which I'm quite happy to do.
4: Yeah, right. to vote.
9: The general mood is that we go straight to a vote. Those. To seek clarification, I'm I'm unclear whether Councillor Light's proposal is to defer a decision on the corporate plan in that it's only half a corporate plan, but there was reference made to budget. She's not proposing, I don't think, not to vote on the budget tonight because I think that would create problems. She's not, so that's fine. So we're just talking about the corporate
0: plan. One one moment. Can can you turn your microphone off, please, if you're finished? Uh, Because there are people listening to the broadcast, and uh, doubtless uh, people will listen to this later on, can you clarify, please, Councillor Light?
6: Yes, of course. Uh, I was talking about the corporate plan, the delivery plan, and the budget that will be attached to it, not the budget we are debating tonight.
0: So that appears to be clear. We can go, if we wish directly to a vote. Yes, sorry, (laughs) councillor.
3: The youth councillor. Thank you. Thank you. I would just like to ask uh, when the board uh, says that all residents have been consulted throughout Artisford, does this include uh, so many youth that go to school who will be future residents, who will be residents um, not and who are currently residents who are going to be subject to this, not only now when there, some of them cannot vote, but further on?
0: Well, there, there's a good question. Would anybody like to uh, – yes, Petrina, yeah. Councillor Lees.
1: I will say, officially, no, because that's a lot of work, isn't it, and you've got an election to win – um, but what I will say is there are quite a few young people who don't vote that are politically active, as yourself. They take a bit of an interest. We've, had, we've got a youth council that, as you know, have, have been talked to. Uh, our environmentalist portfolio holder is very keen. She often engages the youth and gets their opinions. So I would say, no, all the youth haven't been asked. You're absolutely right. I'm talking about residents over 18. But it is something to think about in the future.
0: So we're debating whether the debate be adjourned. I'm going to move on. You only speak once until everybody's had a chance to speak. Uh, Does anybody else wish to contribute? Uh, Councillor Fairhurst, you're the seconder, so you can... uh, You're speaking last now,
22: are you? Okay. Mr Chairman. Yes, I think we've discussed uh, the issue of consultation a lot in this chamber. In the last five years, i felt rather frustrated sitting over there. Um, because consultation is a word used rather generally to mean that we've sort of listened to the, to the residents and we've done what we, they want us to do. But there's consultation is consultation. What one can do is put something on a website or in a newspaper and say you had a chance to read it. Yes, I know it was during the holidays, but you could have seen it and you didn't. So we consulted. That was called consultation. We felt really bad about it at the time. What we're saying here tonight, it seems, is we had an election. Yes, we did, and we spoke on doorsteps, and we asked people on the doorsteps what they wanted, and we got a good indication of sort of what they wanted. And so, yes, we sort of consulted in May last year, as do all elected officials every election. So on that basis, the last five years shouldn't have been frustrating, because there was an election before that process. So once you've given a mandate in May, you've consulted for the next four years. Or we need to consult specifically on the issue at hand in front of us. And I suspect there's a subtle difference here. And that's why I'm prepared to second this process.
0: Yes, uh, I'm going to go to the vote. The seconder has contributed. Uh, So those in favour of the motion, and the motion is to to adjourn the debate. The motion is to adjourn the debate. So I'm going to the vote. Those in favour of adjourning this debate, please show. Uh, needs to be counted, please. How many are adjourning? Nine vote to adjourn. Those against adjourning the debate, please show. You count, Mr Pugh. Twenty-one. So that motion is lost. Thank you. Apologies. Thank you for reminding me. How many abstentions? Please show. One, two, three, four. Right. It's getting better. Thank you. We are now still debating Councillor Dean's amendment and Councillor Martin Foley would like to speak, please.
4: And now that that's over and we are really just faced with the amendments, I can't see too much wrong, to be perfectly honest, with the, uh, with the amendments that anybody could have. I take Councillor day, Day's point that um, these, these things uh, are often added to and clarified later But there's really nothing in in these uh, amendments that should cause any problem at all. And I would have thought we could actually resolve this fairly quickly and go to a vote fairly quickly on it. Um, Have I got the feeling that that's the right way to go about it? Is there really seriously anything uh, wrong with these uh, small amendments? They make perfect sense to me. Uh,
7: Councillor Lodge, thank you. Thank you. No, I I, um, have to differ. The first first amendment is uh, um, absolutely fine and I have no issue with that. Um, The second second amendment really is uh, party political posturing and uh, as such I have proposed uh, an amendment which I'm not sure, sorry, an amendment to the amendment, which has been circulated electronically but which not everybody may have uh, read so i will just read that out and we will, we will I know we're not voting on it now but i'm Council giving lodge, you lodge. we can't deal we have to lodge. deal with
0: it separately I no, no no no
7: yeah. what sorry I'm informed that we have to deal with your amendment to the amendment separately. Yes, sorry, I just said that. I'm not looking for, but I'm, I'm going to give you the amendment to the amendment to show you what I'm aiming towards and why I want to take out the party political amendment. And so that number three then in that resolution becomes to note that the delivery plan for the corporate plan will be available on the 25th of March. That's pretty straightforward. It shows where we're going. It sets it out extremely clearly. Therefore, please, I would ask you to refuse the uh, amendment as given. Sorry, the item three of the accept two, but reject three.
0: This whole thing is an exercise in how to complicate the democratic process. And the people who have brought this about should examine themselves, in my opinion, because basically the public put us here to make decisions, not to obfuscate and to form Gordian knots in arguments and clever words. So uh, we do. Proce- we have to follow procedure. No, Councillor Dean, I am not going to take anything on this. We have to follow procedure, and we are following procedure. So I am going to move to a vote on these That's amendments. Okay. That's I am following procedure, and you, you, as a seconder, you have the time to speak, please. Please do speak, Councillor Dean, if you'll...
23: Thank mind. you, uh, Mr Chairman. Uh, I, like you, regret uh, some of the games that are being played tonight. Um, these uh, uh, amendments and a, a subsequent one were put in with... Um, Due faith and in the interests of local democracy, it does now seem that some people are playing games uh, and just want to uh, complicate matters. And there isn't much difference between what uh, Councillor Lodge has, has said and what is in the amendment, uh, the proposed amendment. It does seem to me totally farcical that we put something down in good faith to be debated by this this council and all that uh, other people want to do is to negate uh, the debate. It is, it is making a farce of this, this uh, council and I, I really regret that and I do think that pe- other people should be looking into their own souls about this kind of perversity particularly when we're actually dealing with the most serious thing that this council does every year which has set the budget and I would just urge people to vote for this amendment there is nothing that is, a, is a destructive at all it's actually quite anodyne but I do think that actually putting an amendment against this anodyne Uh, Amendment is actually just been playing very silly games.
0: Thank you, Councillor Caton. You and I have often agreed on many things. (laughs) Uh, This is probably uh, one of them, I think. Uh, It does nothing for democracy, it does nothing for decision making to do this. Uh, However, uh, it would appear, I am told, that Councillor Dean, you do not have a right of response to this because it is an amendment. So there we are. So it's been done. I think it's been dealt with. So I am now going to move. Now I am going to move to a vote. Uh, is it really a point of order? Yes, it is. Um, In that case, will you, will you please stand up when you are addressing the I chair? Read, and will you please excuse read. me? I am speaking. And will you please address your point of order to the legal counsel?
6: Okay. Thank you for your courtesy, Chair. Much appreciated. The point of order is, and it's actually a point of clarification, because my understanding was that um, an amendment cannot be put in at 5 o'clock in the afternoon of the day. Could I ask, please, the Legal Office for Clarification on that? Thank you.
24: The rules state that an amendment may be put in in response to an amendment submitted uh, when the time limit. If an amendment goes in, then it is possible to submit further amendments in response to that amendment.
0: I asked that question myself earlier on, and uh, it seems that maybe our procedures need to be reviewed because it's clearly something which uh, uh, is possibly less than useful. So I'm going to move to a vote on Councillor Dean's amendment, Council Dean's amendment uh, which uh, the amendment of items two and three are here, aren't they? Yes. yes. Okay. So, uh, the first one is uh, I'm going to read this out because otherwise it's just uh, even more confusing. I, I, the first amendment by Councillor Dean is to welcome the proposed extension of the Joint District Stroke Parish scheme for recruiting police community support officers to Great Dumbo in addition to existing PCSO services Staff and Warden and to Stansford, Stroke Elston, and Stroke Henham. Council also welcomes new outline initiatives in the corporate plan to tackle the climate emergency. Uh, That's the first point. And the second one, uh, these are taken together in the vote. To note that the delivery plan for the corporate plan will not be available prior to the agreement of the 2020-2021 budget, the Council requests that members and the public be made aware by the administration of what will be delivered and by when before any future annual budget is confirmed. So that's been duly proposed, seconded, and debated. I think I'm now allowed to move to a vote. All those in favour, please show. Mr. Pugh, you'll have to count them, I'm afraid. Ten in favour. Those against, please show. Eighteen against. That amendment is lost. Are there any abstentions? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> Can you keep your hands up, please? This is seven abstentions. Thank you. So that amendment is lost. Okay, so to these now there's a further amendment. Please have smaller fleas upon which to bite them, or whatever, however it goes. Uh, Councillor Lodge, would you like to propose your
7: amendment, please? Thank you. Indeed, it uh, it seems as though one party's amendments are serious. Uh, items of business, and another party's amendments are playing games. I leave leave people to to take their own uh, opinion on the ridiculousness of that statement. The amendment is, I think, fairly obvious, but I will just go through it uh, to to make sure we know where we are. Um, Number one stands, as, uh, as originally proposed, uh, number two stands, as in fact proposed by Councillor Dean. Number three simply says to note that the delivery plan for the corporate plan will be available on the 25th of March, which is a very straightforward statement of fact, no games whatsoever, no playing at anything. We will deliver when we say it. I uh, recommend that uh, motion then to the to the council
0: thank you that's been proposed i need to have a seconder please yes councillor armstrong has seconded thank you proposed and seconded yeah it seems apparently i do need to go to a debate councillor barker
10: i welcome the leader's comment that uh, this will be available on 25th march will it have costings
0: Apparently so.
16: Councillor Cristione? Does this form part of the, or will it now form part of the Cabinet Forward Plan, and therefore will Scrutiny have the opportunity to look at it? It's more of a procedural Good.
7: question. Good, thank you. Uh, absolutely, yes.
0: There are others that were twitching around over there. Uh, Councillor Yes, Councillor Sow.
5: So much for transparency, hey? Um, we just changed the wording it reminds me a lot of it, like 1984, because what we put forward was factually accurate. may not have been to your liking, Councillor Lodge, but it was factually accurate. The, it, it was not available before the budget. Yes, it will be available in March, and we look forward to it with detailed costings, but what we had was factually accurate, and we just don't like the facts, so we changed them to suit our own purpose.
0: Anybody else? Councillor
9: Dean. I note that the majority group is quite happy to sign a blank cheque tonight, not knowing what's going to be done with the money that we will be raising. Uh, On that that basis, I will abstain on this item, or on this second amendment. And and might I also say, Chairman that in deleting paragraph 3 it will be noted that this council or this administration is not prepared in 12 months time to improve the way it does its business and that is deeply saddening sorry Uh,
0: we'll deal with that when we get there, thank you Um, any further contributions to this particular debate? yes, uh, Councillor Bagg of Driscoll, sorry. I'll get there eventually.
21: I seem to have quite a few names this evening. Sorry, people. Uh, I just want to make a statement. I don't want to ask a question. Um, we've got a lot on this evening. I don't think we're even halfway through it. And I think that this is being taken too far. It's trying to score political points when every single one of us in this room was voted in to help and look after the interests of the residents of Uttlesford and I think that people should stop showboating. Thank you.
0: Yes, amen to that. So I feel I'm going to move to a vote Uh, and the vote is on the motion and the motion actually is that Council resolves one to approve the draft corporate plan. Two, to welcome the proposed extension, which is unchanged from the earlier one. But three, and here's the, the significant change. Uh, councillors, can we have what, please? Thank you. Obviously, you find it hilarious, <laughs> which it would be if it wasn't so serious. That's the problem. Third, is to note the delivery plan for the corporate plan will be available on the 25th of March. So there we are. All those in favour of this amendment,
12: please show.
0: Twenty two in favour. Those against, please show. That was a great big fat nothing. Uh, Those abstaining, please show. Twelve abstain. So that's how many for? Twenty-two. Twelve against... Uh, Twelve abstain and none against. So that motion is carried. I think I'm allowed to move on now. Chief Executive is going to explain this to us now.
13: So, Members, the recommendation, uh, as it would now appear as uh, item 4, paragraph four in, on this item is, as you've just voted, which is to approve the draft corporate plan, to welcome the proposed extension and to note the delivery plan for the corporate plan. So you are open to debate the corporate plan item now and then go to a vote on that substantive item. So,
0: In that case, I'm looking for... Uh, I have a proposer for the corporate plan. And, a seconder. and do I have a seconder? Yep. yep. Okay. okay, fine. So open to debate the corporate plan. Councillor Coote followed by Councillor Gregory. I ask the chair to
4: move to the vote. (laughs) I I second that.
13: It's been been debated.
0: I'm told we need to say a few words.
25: May I I do, Chair? Um, thank you. Just as a point of reference, uh, three matters of the investment policy, the corporate plan and the medium-term financial strategy all came to scrutiny committee to be considered as a whole. Uh, that, I believe, was the first time this had happened. Councillor crisioni led a very spirited Uh, debate and questioning session of the leader on the draft corporate plan. Councillor Caton has led uh, a similarly spirited discussion of uh, investment policy and I was able to ask some questions of the Cabinet Member for Finance and the Director of Finance on the medium-term financial strategy. Um, It was very helpful to have all those items brought together as a coherent whole And I must go on record as thanking the administration for bringing them forward at a time that allowed uh, vigorous debate and discussion and to see that evolve in real time. We weren't able, because of the difficulties in getting the settlement from uh, central government to discuss the budget at the time, but that will be redressed next time. So I would like to thank Councillor Caton and thank Councillor Criscione for their uh, robust and forensic questioning and say that these items have been given robust scrutiny so far in the process. Thank you.
0: Yes, thank you. Scrutiny is a very important process and uh, it cannot be too greatly emphasised. Does anybody else wish to contribute to this debate? We've been very spirited in the amendments. Uh, Are you all spent? In the absence of any uh, further debate, then, uh, I shall move to a vote on this. Uh, Chief Executive, can you read out exactly what we're voting on, please?
13: So, you're voting to approve the draft corporate plan for 2020 24 containing the Council's visions and priorities to welcome the proposed extension of the joint district parish scheme for recruiting police community sport officers to Great Dunmow, in addition to existing PCSO services for Saffron Walden and for Stansted, Elsinham and Henham, Council also welcomes new outline initiatives in the corporate plan to tackle the climate, chain, uh, climate emergency and to note that the delivery plan for the corporate plan will be available on the 25th of March.
0: Thank you. All those in favour... Please show twenty four in favour. Those against, please show one against. Abstentions? abstentions so that motion is carried I'm now going to move on to item 10 the medium term financial strategy and budget proposals for 2020-21 and I invite Councillor Hargreaves to present the report and forward the recommendations. Councillor Hargreaves please
17: Thank you Chair I think I've got to take my jacket off. I think we're... uh... I think you should, definitely. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Minister at the Baptist Church in Nairobi used to do that, and you knew you were in for pasting. Um, uh, I'm presenting uh, a balanced budget. Uh, That is the phrase that everyone who stands up doing these things says. Um, And it's a rather odd thing to say because we are required by statute to have a balanced budget. But unfortunately, statute doesn't actually define what a balanced budget is. So I checked out with the uh, um, the, the guidance on that from SIPFA, and it says where you have factored incorrectly your short- and medium-term incomes and your short- and medium-term expenditures, and it all balances to zero. And at the same time, you retain enough reserves... The things that you're fairly certainly going to have to spend money on, and also something for the unexpected. And we are indeed in that position. Now, I've received no uh, prior questions, um, so I'm going to go through various sections. Uh, there needs to be two votes. There's the vote, specifically a recorded vote on the uh, council tax. The rest of it, all the sections, they can be voted on uh, in, in one block. So, the agenda item covers the budget proposals and strategies for the financial year 2021, and the list of reports and associated recommendations are listed in one table in the covering report. That's on page 44. So, I'm taking it that members have read the reports or the bits that they are interested in. So, I'm going to highlight the the key items. So, I'll take questions at the end, please. this pack includes an additional item to the Cabinet agenda. Um, it has been through Cabinet. And the recommendations are actually on the tables on pages 44 to 46. So looking at Appendix A, uh, that's the Section 25 report, that's on page 47. That is the formal advice from the Section 151 officer on the adequacy of reserves and the basis of estimates. So this includes the minimum contingency level of the working balance. So that's 1.3 million pounds for the general fund, and 463,000 pounds for the housing uh, revenue account. So these are—you see that the documentation. You see it's done on, on a formula basis. It's, it's a calculation. It's a very standard thing. So that re- as a, a minimum requirement of reserves that we're required to keep. So the report also contains. A summary of the high-level risks that have the potential impact on the proposed budget. Um, that's attached. That's on Table 49. And attached in Annex A1, moving on, on page 52 is the uh, reserve strategy. And that sets out all the details of the reserves and the recommended uh, criteria for use. Um, Appendix B is the commercial strategy. That's on page 60, 67. That's a thing that we have been through lots of times before. Uh, it's been refined and refined and refined. It sets out the Council's plan to address the impacts of the reductions in central government funding. And it is proposed that the investment fund is increased to 300 million pounds with a portfolio yield target of 4%, that's before borrowing costs. So it's expected that this will generate approximately 12 million of gross income per annum. Uh, This 300 million, of course, includes our existing investments in Chester Research Park and the other agreed investments that the Council has already been through, which at the moment, the total of that is, I think, is 106 million. So the commercial strategy was endorsed by the Investment Board on the 23rd of January. Moving on to Appendix C, that's the medium-term financial strategy, that's on page 78. So that sets out the Council's financial position over the next five years. So the Government's announced a one-year settlement for 2021. And just to emphasize the difficulties that officers have in putting all this together, The Government only yesterday voted that figure. It should have been months ago, last uh, last year. Uh, So we have to assume, the officers have to assume when they're doing this that it's not going to be changed, which it hasn't. Uh, That includes an additional year of the new homes bonus. So it should be noted that's not going to attract any legacy payments. So the Council will continue to receive the previous year's legacy payments until the scheme ends in 2022-23 and the government has announced its intention to consult on the future of of a housing incentive of some sort during 2020-21 so we we await that but with not much expectation I have to say. So moving on to the nitty-gritty for a band D equivalent property It is proposed council tax increased by £5 a year for 2021. 2021. So that is a year, not a week. And that gives a total council tax yield of £5,956,840. And that gives the band equivalent for Ruttlesford of £156.61. So for future years, uh, council tax has been assumed to rise at 1.99% a year. Um, for the years beyond the current one that we're looking at, 21-22 to 2024-25, 20, uh, the predicted financial implications of the fair funding review, business rates reform, that's been awaited for about five years, I think and the ending of the new Homes Bonus Scheme have been incorporated into each year's budget as best we can and this shows a significant negative impact on the Council's financial position over the life of the MTFS so that's the table at the bottom of page 81 so if you look at that you'll see our government income falls over this period by about £4 million a year so not exactly good news um, so, the final th- financial position of the general fund, uh, that's the big table on page uh, 85, which is a summary of all the smaller tables further up in the document. 2021 shows a balanced budget, as I already mentioned. The following years, 21-22, deficit position of 2.21 million, rising to 4.85 million by the end of this uh, five-year uh, plan, 24-25. So, as I mentioned a few moments ago, the intention is to propose to increase the investment fund um, set out in the commercial strategy, and that will address that deficit. Uh, To smooth the impact of the deficit, uh, a drawdown on reserves is proposed from 21-22 onwards uh, of 750,000 each year. That's... 500,000 from the business rates reserve and 250,000 from the funding reserve. And um, an additional 60,000 from the funding reserve has been added in uh, in 2024 uh, 25. Uh, there's a further figure at the bottom which is called damping, 475,000. That is a sort of an assumption. The government will not hang us out to dry for £4 million worth, that we will get something somewhere
0: who knows what. Councillor Hargreaves, I just have to ask if we may continue beyond two hours. That is part of our standing orders. Is it the wish of this council that we continue? Yes. General, okay. Thank you. Sorry to interrupt you.
17: Right, well, uh, carry on. It's, uh, sorry, it's not very amusing.
0: This, I uh, we're riveted.
17: <laughs> you're, you're riveted. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, The Cabinet, I did do some anecdotes, but there's not time for that. Um, So a five-year summary has been included in the strategy for each of the following, for the General Fund Revenue Budget, the Housing Revenue Account, the General Fund Reserves and the Housing Revenue Reserves. Moving on, page 91, Appendix D, Appendix E, Treasury Management and Capital Strategies. These are mainly technical documents, and they are linked to each other, Regarding borrowing, investments and financing of assets and investments and they're produced with the guidance of our external Treasury advisors uh, all in close. And these reports also reflect the increased authorised borrowing limits in line with the recommendation in the commercial strategy uh, for an, an investment fund of £300 million. Pounds. Uh, the Treasury Management Strategy sets out the Council's cash flows, borrowing and investments, and the associated risks. It also provides details on the current and predicted levels of borrowing and the acceptable level of risk versus uh, return. So, a table is included setting out the recommended counterparties that's the people who we would place our cash with and their associated ratings. That's on page 97. And it has been proposed that the limits for individual money market funds are increased from £1 million to £2 million, bringing the total amount investable for money market <coughs> funds to £10 million. What this is all about, you look at the set of interlinked tables. There is uh, the ratings of the people, we, institutions we would put money with, giving their A ratings down to B ratings. Uh, there's also how much money we were put with these different groups, limits, and also another table which shows how long we might invest the money. So money market stuff is only <coughs> done overnight; other things can go for longer periods. All that locked together—that uh, is designed to stop us having another Icelandic bank or something similar. Uh, it's, it's a vastly better setup than I must have existed previously. Um the capital strategy has more focus on managing capital expenditure and financing, uh, plus um, Annex B one on page one hundred and fifteen sets out the minimum revenue provision requirement, which has been ca- I'm sorry, reading the text been calculated in, in line with Ministry of Housing, Communities and Local Government guidance. A minimum revenue provision of funds put aside to support capital expenditure that is financed through internal borrowings. So that's where we've got a pot of cash that we're not using but which is allocated for a function. You can short-term borrow that internally to use it but you've got to make sure you've got a little plan there to make sure you can pay it back. Moving on, at this point I'll mention um, our Norse joint venture. That features in I think three of the next sections on the Capital Programme, the Housing Revenue Account and the General Fund Account. So in November 2019 Cabinet approved a joint venture with the Norse Group for provision of planned and responsive repairs for housing along with facilities and cleaning and it will be known as Uttlesford Norse Limited, UNL. Uh, The Norse Group is a wholly owned subsidiary of Norfolk County Council and it's the largest local authority trading company in the UK and this partnership with them, is not a cost-saving thing, but it's about resilience and quality of service. Um, and to remain viable without NORTH, um, the council would have had to invest quite heavily in uh, ICT and operating systems. And all of the budgets have been just adjusted to account for the new joint venture. So that's the organisation that's going to be looking after uh, council house maintenance, basically. Moving on to the Capital Programme, page 117. The Capital Programme relates to schemes and assets that have a long-term value exceeding £10,000 and Capital Budgets are set on a five-year rolling programme. The total Capital Programme budget for both the General Fund and Housing Revenue account is £76.2 million and with a predicted programme cost in 2021 at £17.7 million. There are no new projects that have significantly impacted on the current planned uh, program. Going on to the housing revenue account, Appendix G, page 126. So we impose another material item here, key item here, rental increase of 2.7% this year for our council house tenants that is the first year of increase after four years of annual 1% decrease uh, set by the government. Um, I have to say a cynical piece of vote-grabbing which is forced upon councils not funded by the government. uh, And... uh, 1% decrease when you would otherwise have moved your council tax up along with inflation probably means 2 or 3% loss each year over 4 years that's a very significant chunk off the housing revenue account income and you can never get it back because we can't suddenly say okay we're we're increasing that and I have to say when you do that you take money out of the housing revenue account who exactly are you disadvantaging? You're disadvantaging current council house tenants and future tenants uh, for the the new bills that we would like to do. It's an absolutely crass thing to do. Anyway, we are now free of that, so we're going now back for the inflationary increases. That will give an an increase in house or rental income of £520,000 compared to last year. And after allowing for service delivery and corporate costs, there's an operating surplus of £213,000. Here's a key figure. The average weekly rent for tenants will be £100.84, so £101 a week. Um, I was talking to a guy in Great Chesterford today, council house uh, tenant, and he says that the service is absolutely crackingly good. He's very pleased, it's economical, and he says when he phones up, any problems, it's dealt with. So we have happy customers there and I think £101 a week is an average uh, rental, I think, is is quite good. Uh, Lifeline charges remain the same as last year, and housing support charges uh, have been increased just in line with the actual costs. Uh, All of this has been endorsed by the Tenants Forum and the Housing Board. Uh, Capital receipts have been used to offset the principal loan repayment. That's the... 90 million over 30 years from 2012 or thereabouts, which has enabled the housing revenue account to allocate 1.325 million as a revenue contribution to support capital expenditure. And the remaining balance plus the operating surplus allows a net contribution to reserves of uh, 888,000 for future projects. That's what it says in my crib sheet. If you look on the table, I think it might be 898, but you we know need that. And that brings the total level of usable reserves to £2.55 million. That's uh, paragraph 37 on page 130. Uh, attached, attached as Annex G2, page 134, is the progress of actions for the business plan priorities. Uh, so the current action plan Uh, expires in January 2021 and will be reviewed during this year to set the new housing development programme for the next five years. Appendix H, General Fund and Council Tax, page 142. The proposed budget sets a net operating expenditure of £6.452 million after allowing for net transfers from reserves to support specific areas of expenditure, and that gives a council tax requirement of £5,956,840. So, as I said before, it's proposed the council tax for band D equivalent property is set at £156.61, an increase of £5 compared to last year, and when added to the increase in the tax base this gives the council tax yield that is required the £5.956 million for 20, 2021. So there we have the balanced budget. Um, on page 146.18 um, identifies two allocations of uh, £300,000 for um, service investment uh, and some also for the... Um, um, members of the initiatives uh, the, to date the cabinet has proposed allocations of £235,000 uh, these are things that have been uh, debated this is the, the money for climate change the money for uh, neighbourhood plans um, as previously discussed with uh, PCSOs um, one piece of good news is that on the new homes bonus we actually got more than we have budgeted and that is because we have brought into use during the year, that's the year to I think October, November, 69 houses. And when you bring houses back into use, you get paid the new homes bonus, which rather good. And that extra, which we're banking on, uh, 300,000 pounds has then been put in to 250,000 into the local plan. Uh, budget, we may need to spend some cash on that, um, £50,000 into the work to do the improvement work on the um, planning department. Um, the net proposed use, use of reserves uh, in 2021 is 495000 and details of these transfers are on um, page 148, paragraph 35. The working balance of contingency reserves is set at £1.3 million, that's the calculation I mentioned earlier. Um, the total predicted reserves position for usable reserves at the end of the financial year is £11.35 million. There's a full budget summary on page 150 with the individual service budgets set out on the following pages. There's another table of the detail of the budget changes compared with the previous year, set out on pages 155. There's a table of risks and assumptions on page 158 that sets out risks, assumptions, probability and potential impact. And the details of each reserve and the associated movements are set out on page 164. And finally, all the fees and charges... Uh, that all the many, many services that you don't realise the council does but it does uh, on pages 165 to 181 and I have to say we missed a trick um, there was a report of the uh, East Hearts um, budget and um, on all those, those various services they had got a fee for attendance at an exhumation and I'd look at ours we haven't got that I don't know whether that's a service that we perhaps don't provide but uh, we'll see anyway, I think maybe for next year we'll put that in possibly price on application leads to all sorts of questions, who attends, what do you do but anyway, uh, I thought that one we, sh- we, sh- we should have that one in I oh, might not nod here, but perhaps somebody has attended next explanation um, so um, appendix I is the council of tax resolution, this is the bit that's got to be dealt with separately so that's set down on pages 182 to 188 um, so the purpose of this document is to, to allow the council to calculate a formula set the council tax for 2020 and page 182 sets out the proposed preset requirements, the level of increases, the band D equivalent and the total requirement from each of the preceptors as we know we are pretty economical on this, it's everybody else who charges vast, vast sums to our, our taxpayers so Essex County Council um They're increasing 2% for Adult Social Care and 1.99% for the General Fund, Essex Police Fire and Crime Commissioner Fire and Rescue Authority. That's a mouthful. Uh, 1.99% increase. And then separately, the Police Fire and Crime Commissioner Policing and Community Safety, 2.94%. Um r one comes in at 3.3%. And Town and Parish Council's average increase is 6.48%. So obviously we collect all that, we have no say on it, and then we pay it out to them. So, combining all this lot, bandy equivalent council tax um, average uh, will be £1,847 on 67 pence uh, for 2021... Which would be an actual monetary increase of 68.71 or 3.86% per year. Mommy, last page. It's a short page. Um, the last one is the Equalities Appendix J Equalities Impact Assessment. So that uh, goes to the Equality Impact Assessment, which requires us to provide assurance that strategies and decisions included in this agenda item have been assessed for their impact on members of the community uh, and the workforce I do have to go back to the beginning um, but I would just like to thank officers a truckload of work goes into this um, and it is a uh, it's not a great large team producing all this this stuff Uh, it's a very small quality band quality not quantity Uh, and uh, I think the council is very fortunate to have such a good finance team uh, uh, backing it up. So, I need to go back to page 43. My machine's gone off. If anyone's got page 43, Uh, that is where the actual proposals are. Bear with me. the recommendation councils are requested to approve the budget reports for 2021 appendixes a to h and the associated annexes the council tax resolution 2021 appendix i and the equalities impact assessment appendix j i propose excellent Thank you.
0: Thank you. i, I- I'm, I'm deeply impressed on, on several levels. Um, one of them is that you've managed to condense all that down to a few sheets of paper. Uh, I noticed you weren't working from the, the main script. Impressive. Uh, and it's a statement of how good our finance departments are. Apparently there's an army of people behind this who work on these things. So, now, you'll be pleased to know, colleagues, that there are amendments to this. Uh, before we go to that, I do need a seconder. So, can we have a seconder for Councillor Hargreaves' proposal? Councillor Armstrong has seconded. Thank you. So, as I say, the bits that we really want to get on with the amendments, uh, and I'm sure they will not disappoint. So, uh, uh, bear with me here. Uh, the, the First Amendment, uh, I think there's more than one. Yes. Uh, but that, that's good. Um, Councillor Dean, I think, yes, would you like to uh, talk to your
9: amendment, please? Yes, thank you, and and I promised uh, to make a shorter speech than the last one, which is not a criticism, of the last one because it was necessary, and thank you. Um, I think this is my either 32nd or 31st budget meeting, uh, and things have changed over the years. Uh, there, were, there, were, there were times when there were budgets from the Conservative Party. There were times when there were budgets from the Liberal Democrat Party. Um, I remember in the early days that anything that was proposed by the Liberal Democrats was, as a matter of course, refused and turned down by the Conservatives. Because it was somebody else's idea, so they couldn't possibly take it on board. Now, things did change, and there came a time not too long ago when uh, I think it was Councillor Sell made a proposal to put money into the budget for highway schemes and also for PCSAs, and they were taken on board by the Conservative administration. without without a murmur i i say that um, partly because uh, it is a, it is a sign probably a sign of maturity uh, that, that uh, an administration is able and mature enough to accept other people's ideas and we'll see how we how we stand on that tonight the i'm proposing the Amendment. Sorry, yes, the amendment uh, at the top of—I don't know what page it is—but on, on, on the one, the one regarding the capital programme. My colleague, uh, Councillor Cain, will propose the other one on the revenue budget. Perhaps I should just ensure that there is a, a second, Mr. Chairman, before I carry on. Right. Thank you. Excellent. A second. Um, One of the um, criticisms I made of the Conservatives last year was that uh, the capital probe, well, was that, was taken, was made in the light of the fact that the government had lifted restrictions on local authorities borrowing money in order to invest in council housing. Members will be aware that this council is. intending to borrow 300,000 pounds, sorry, 300 million (laughs) pounds, or up to 300 million pounds to invest in, let's call them commercial deals. Um, And yet, at the moment, as the budget stands at the moment, not a penny is intended to be borrowed to invest in council housing. That was the case a year ago. I criticised the Conservatives, but they didn't change it, that particular proposal that money should be in the budget. Now, we have a new administration which came in and, and, I think, uh, spends a lot of time saying that the Council, that the Conservatives didn't get things right. Um, and on that occasion, I agree, not everything did they get wrong. Uh, and so, I was most surprised to find a load of zeros along the page, I think it's page 119 in the column, and there's also a reference to that. In, in, well, it's not That particular point isn't made on page 103, but those are the two pages that relate to, to the capital programme for housing. So 12 months on, nothing has changed, and yet I thought things were going to change. So the reason for this amendment is to put into the capital program something like an additional £3 million a year to boost the internally generated money for investment in housing schemes. Um, A sign of a council that has ambition is one that actually puts numbers down and just doesn't make some wishy-washy words which says, well, we'll get round to it sometime when we've worked out what to do, money in the budget actually gives you an incentive to get on and do what the budget says you intended to do. Um, and a blank, a, a, a row of blanks for the next few years means nothing in terms of uh, the the intention of the council. So the purpose is to increase the line on the capital programme for housing by round about three million pounds a year to arrest a decline. You I have one minute I left, Councillor Dean, to, Council to one arrest a decline and to show that there is true intent to take advantage of the fact that we are able to borrow to invest in housing. The most and social housing, the most critical is short uh, commodity, if you can call it that, in this district, bearing in mind the unaffordability of housing. So that is a proposal. Uh, Mr Chairman and I so move the amendment.
0: Thank you, Councillor Dean. Uh, There is a seconder, I think, is that Councillor Caton? Uh, Do you wish to speak now or later? I'll speak at the end, Mr Chairman. You will save the best to last, as it were. Of course. (laughs) I guess we're now available to debate the amendment. Uh, and I think, Councillor Seller, you to, to contribute to the debate? Excellent, thank you.
5: I, not surprisingly, I agree with what Councillor Dean has said. Um, it might be of interest to colleagues that uh, Lewis Council in Sussex, which is run, colleagues over here will be interested to know, a uh, coalition of Green members, Liberal Democrats, Labour independents, has as their strapline uh, building homes that you can afford to live in. Hmm. And there was something in the, on the radio quite recently where London Borough of Barking and Dagenham, a Labour controlled Council, is actively building council houses. But I just want to turn my attention to the last bit of the item. Um, I, I know Councillor Pepper has been doing some sterling work on this, and I know her heart is very much in it. Uh, that is the climate emergency and it has been said that the council is ambitious, very good. Our neighbours, South Cambridgeshire, which is a Lib Dem council, um, has done and is doing some sterling work, announced this month they have set up a scheme called Three for Trees. we basically, Three for Trees this is where they've been giving three trees to every parish in South okay. Cambridgeshire and they've allocated a 100,000 uh, pounds council
0: council uh, uh, um i think you might have strayed into the the next part of the
5: all oh right process. okay sorry
0: so we need to constrain ourselves i, yes. I, I know we're very anxious and it's, oh, yes. it's gripping okay. stuff yes, sorry uh, can,
5: yeah quite yeah, okay. i am okay. moving into there but i commend that amendment that uh, housing is important and we should be investing in it
0: thank you uh, any more speakers to that? I'm I, I, very sympathetic to your... Uh, Councillor Hargreaves. Uh,
17: sorry, uh, sorry, it's me again. Um, I'm sort of sympathetic with, with what, what this amendment wants to achieve, but it doesn't actually achieve anything. Um, as an account, even as an accountant, I don't believe that putting a figure on a spreadsheet is going to build any houses. And those figures, is actually two million. It's just carried forward as a roll forward from the previous plan. It's just a placeholder. Um, and we could make any figure we like. It doesn't actually build houses. And when the plan is in place to do that, that figure will actually become up a lot larger. The first thing you need to build a house is land. That's the key issue. Getting the money is not the problem. We can borrow the money. Provided we can go, we have the income from the rental to, to pay it back. It's fine. We can borrow them. So the money is something we can deal with relatively easily. It's the land which is the issue. So I think you'll, you will have seen on the email, there's, a, there's a, an amendment to the amendment, I'm sorry about this, which is saying really we need to concentrate on the land side of that and not not the the money side of it, just putting some figures on the spreadsheet that will actually, of themselves, uh, just achieve nothing. So I reluctantly say, please, we need to vote this one down, and then vote for the the amendment that's coming up, which will achieve something, and is the encouragement to all of us to go and have a look, uh, and go round our wards, our parishes, try and find some land to put the houses on. That's what we need, rather than just tinkering with uh, the figures that really at this point are a bit meaningless.
0: Councillor Foley is dying to say a few words and then
4: Councillor Lees. Just, fo- just following up on that, I think that uh, you're very right in saying that you need land as, as a priority, but actually I don't think it's the first thing you need. The first thing you need to build council houses is commitment, is a commitment to build council houses, and then not follow... There has not been a commitment... Uh, for many, many years, in many councils up and down the country. I think the first thing, and this does give commitment, and that's why I will back this motion.
0: Yes, Councillor Lees, I'm sorry, but you're off the corner of my vision there. You you could pass a note along or something like that would be quite good.
1: good. And also, people keep talking and saying what I was going to say, so well done on that. Sorry, I'll stand up. Um, May I just say, when you said about people take on board what you said and that showed maturity right from the beginning of this council we said we'd like to do things differently I certainly want to do things differently and I would like to work together and I have heard you say Councillor Dean if I may that the opposition is to keep us into check and to come up with new ideas which is good but surely also it's about seeing an idea of somebody else and going that's a good idea I like that. I might be the opposition. That's good. I'm going to join her and I'm going to try and work with that. And to say things like, you know, to recommend to the portfolio holder that she does it right, I'm really trying my best to do it right. And I am committed to council house building as we are. Um, Councillor Hargreaves has it absolutely right that it is about the land. We are all here responsible if we can be. council house building we should all be looking in our wards where we could find some land Um, other councils have come across that there may be some church land and all sorts of things we have we are absolutely committed so to say about putting the money doesn't show commitment that's right but we have an excellent housing team here as you know you've been working with them they are great also as you also aware that um we've got the hra business plan is to be renewed this year we have just started working on that so it's much better isn't it to get that business plan right that the whole team work together to get it right and look at what we want rather than just saying oh you know we're going to have this money and it's going to do it we are committed i really take a little bit of umbrage that you think we're not and as you are a part of the housing board i would like to think that you are Um, So I agree with Councillor Hargreaves that we have to look for the land. All of us need to step up and look about for responsibility for it. We are absolutely committed. And if you look at the money, if I may, the capital programme on page 117, it's an evolving and rolling programme, which means it changes as we bring in new projects. So that is right. So I would like to say please support this budget proposal that Councillor Hargreaves has put forward. And I would like to say on record Ben, we are committed to to building more council houses. Thank you.
0: I certainly support Councillor Lee's um, comment about the housing uh, staff here. In my experience they are first class. Uh, Anybody else? I I can see a hand waving there but I'm going to ignore it for the moment. Uh, (laughs) Yes, can
9: Friends, I, don't think Esham. Work very well. I think we're discussing something that we all agree on. I think we've just heard from every faction here we want to build more...
0: Yes, Councillor, unfortunately, excuse me, since you, since you didn't switch your microphone on, that is completely lost to the record and to everything else. <laughs> As it were.
4: Thank you. Um, I, I mean, I completely agree, and I think there is a general feeling here that we all want to do this. Um, my... Dad used to say, what gets measured gets done. You have to have targets, though. And whatever way you do it, and maybe say to you, uh, Leader, to, to respond to this, whatever way you do it, um, let's, co- let's commit. Numbers are a good way of doing it, in my view, by saying how many um, council houses we want to build. I am so pleased uh, that there is a general feeling of, of commitment. By, by I, I guess the... Um, Uh, the the motion is just trying to do that I don't think, I hope there's no political difference here on the fact that we want to build council houses it's 2020 hopefully we've left the years of not building social houses behind us
0: Yes, thank you you, Councillor Foley Um, this child is having a difficult delivery I mean we can't just sort of it takes time, we've got to agonise over this Councillor Driscoll
21: Yeah, I'd just like some clarification first before we come to the vote. Um, There is no money on that line, wherever that line was. But at the end of the day, if we need the money to build the council houses, and we all want to build council houses, why do we need that line of zeros put in there? Because we have no idea how much money we want to spend. If we can borrow it, then the accounts are in line because we just go and borrow. we £300 million out there somewhere if we need it. We draw it off when we need it, and you are then not actually putting something on a bit of paper to make somebody feel good. So, am I correct yeah. or not?
0: Yes. Yeah. I know. Councillor Coote, do you want to... S- there are others who can, if you want to defer to them, but... Yeah.
14: Now, I want to add my voice to the support for council uh, homes, obviously, and uh, I feel very strongly that there is no need to put uh, these figures, false figures, in fact, into account just to make a political point. As far as I'm concerned, as part of the housing board, as Councillor Dean is, he knows jolly well that there are other ways of building council homes. If you look across the country, for instance, in Wolverhampton, they're bringing the price of houses down, and making their own prices, which we are allowed to do by going to central government. I think it's very important that we don't just bandy figures about. The thing we need, as everybody is saying, is land, and it's out there. Certainly in Saffron Walden we can come up with it. Um, I don't believe that we've got it the right way round. I think we should be asking what kind of homes we want to build. Not houses, homes. Because there's loads and loads of people out there who want homes. They don't want five-bedroom mansions. They don't even want four-bedroom mansions. They want one bedroom, a lot of them. They want somewhere to live. And the important thing for me, and certainly from my background, is that we have council houses. And remember not to call them affordable. They're social. If you call them affordable, they go up straight away. they have to pay more rents, etc. If you're going to have a real debate, let's have a real debate and talk about how we get there and how many we want. My friend up there, Martin, is saying, um, you know, I'm all for f- council houses, as he said. We don't need the money, Martin, we need to know how many we want to build. Let's find out how many we want to build in Thaxted, get the land, and everywhere else, and then come back to this council and tell us how many there is to be built, get the money, go through the right channels, and build them. Instead of just arguing about this, two, I not know what was two million pound that Councillor Dean wants to put in. It's rubbish. Two million doesn't touch the, the problem. We've got a much, much bigger figure than that. And when we need it, if it, you know, if it's my group or any other group who comes here and says that we can't do it, then I will be on my feet, shouting, hollering, screaming, pleading, or doing whatever I need to do to get that money. And that's the important thing. And I would ask Councillor Dean and his crew to withdraw the uh, motion. There's no need for it. If he doesn't believe that people like me will be shouting from the rooftops there are to get council houses, then he knows nothing about me.
0: Right. Well, is Councillor Dean willing to withdraw? Apparently, apparently Councillor Dean is not willing to withdraw. I have the uh, youth councillor and then Councillor Criscione.
3: Thank you. Thank um, you. From the uh, consensus I get speaking to um, all of the youth across the whole district, I can say that there is a huge demand for social housing in an area where uh, the prices are skyrocketing. Any solution is a good solution. So on behalf of the youth of Atosford, I say consider the best motion. And I encourage that strongly. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And thank you for being brief. Councillor Criscione.
16: Thank you. Um, I've never believed in uh, throwing money at things, especially through borrowing, and quite frankly, I think it's more of an arbitrary figure that's in there. Uh, I've always believed that, generally, if I'm confused reading something, the writer is looking to confuse me, and this applies to this amendment Um, I can't support it on the basis I do think the figure is arbitrary everyone here as has been said is committed to council housing generally I don't think we should be borrowing to build council housing I think we should be asking more of developers in providing social housing in future it's about the questions we ask when we're looking uh, at planning applications that will help guide us in that respect Uh, that's all I have to say thank you
0: thank you I I feel we're dangerously near to having a vote on this. Uh, Are we close to this? He does, yes, I know. Councillor Caton has a right to speak. You haven't spoken. Well, you probably have, but
23: you're you're welcome to speak again. Yeah, not on on this subject, Mr. Chairman. Um, I take Councillor Chris point, but I don't think he should have declared an interest Mm -hmm. on what his business is. Um, people do, um, P- councillor. Um, point of order, chair. Bag, bag normal, uh, I, Driscoll. Say, I, I, sorry, point
0: of order has to be dealt with in real time, councillor <laughs> Christiani.
16: I have to say, I'd rather you retract that, really, because I wasn't arguing in the interests of property developers by any means. There, actually, I was advocating for this council to stand up for themselves thank you thank you please i please continue i, will, if you I, I will
23: take your your point as you you make it sorry
16: I'm, I'm not asking you to take it i'm asking you to retract what you said
23: well i am on this occasion i don't want to um, deflect from the main item on the agenda which is about providing important social housing for uh people in need, Um, and I don't agree with your view that only developers can can actually solve the problem. It's actually for uh, councils uh, to help with solving the problem. My point was going to be, uh, or is, that within all this budget, we have the capital programme, we have the, the commercial strategy, which most probably is going to go on the nod, and we're going to actually agree to borrow £300 million.
0: I'm going to stop you there, because I um, have indications that other points of order need to be Yes, made.
23: I, I mean, I
14: want to challenge the councillor. I think that uh, our colleague there deserves... Uh, it was an unprovoked personal attack, yeah. and I think that he should withdraw his comment
23: in that case i'm i'm prepared to uh, withdraw it but the whole the point is it's not about the private sector being better than the public sector the public sector has a role in housing and and i would say as i was saying the capital program the capital you know the the commercial strategy is included in this budget um, motion. And we're going to bu- uh, borrow three up to three hundred million for commercial investments. We should at least spend or borrow one per cent of that three hundred million each year to provide more social housing for our local residents and for key workers in in the social services, in health and in education, who cannot uh, afford to buy a house in this district. There is a social need. And all this amendment is, is actually giving this council a direction of travel. We don't seem to have got a direction of travel, uh, and I think, or, and the figures are not arbitrary. The figures are actually the the nine million pounds that was forecast to be spent on housing by the previous Tory uh, administration this year. Uh, it councillor, so councillor,
0: councillor. I'm sorry, but uh, it like so happens. You. Excuse that me. Excuse it. me. I'd like the Chief Executive to explain that there is uh, a distinction between these funds, which I think you might have blurred.
13: So, a couple of members have referred to the £300 million of borrowing that's committed in the investment strategy. That is a completely different fund to the HRA uh, capital programme which you're debating here.
23: I totally accept that. It was a, a, We weren't actually... Uh, conflating them, we were making a comparison with them and it depends on our priorities we are talking about borrowing 300 million to invest in commercial property whereas some of us think that we should do at least a proportion of that in property that people live in Um, I won't continue because I think the point has been made, but I would say that the the amendment does actually include things like getting more internal capacity in the council to deliver council housing and to do partnership arrangements in the delivery of housing. We are talking about land. We may want to ask... uh, parish councils in their neighbourhood planning uh, process to look for land which is suitable for uh, social housing. There are ways of actually doing it apart from just saying, well, to to members, go out and find land. I think we need to be working in partnership with lots of organisations and people. And I will commend the... uh, Amendment to the Council.
0: Thank you, Councillor Cathen. I'm going to take one more speaker, and that's going to be Councillor Barker, and then I'm going to move to a vote on this matter. Because people are beginning to lose the will to live in this chamber. Certainly, I really Chairman, I do want, want to say something about me. the
10: main budget. Um, <laughs> um, Councillor Lee's predecessor in the portfolio, Councillor Redford, was absolutely passionate about affordable housing. Any developer scheme that came forward with less than 40 per cent, she would challenge. She was also very keen in both updating, and I can't remember the unit in Newport, I've been at Reynolds Court, um, other elderly people's accommodation, she was passionate about new care homes, on new developments, and I've just looked it up, and I'm very proud that in 2018-19, funded by developer contributions, this council commenced work on 165 affordable units of various tenures. So let's not argue about where the money's coming from, let's keep our pedal on the developers, keep making sure that we look at spare bits of land that we've got, the large gardens that people perhaps don't want anymore, and, and, you know, let Councillor Lees get on with it and take her to task if she doesn't get it right.
0: Thank you. Uh, I'm now going to move to a vote. There's an extraordinary... We haven't had one of those for a while. Um, So, uh, but uh, but I do need the Chief Executive to to explain what we're voting on, please.
13: (laughs) Uh, Councillor Dean has proposed an amendment uh, to Councillor Hargreaves' proposal regarding Appendix F, the capital programme. So, Council notes that in the capital strategy, page 103 and Annex F2 on page 119, the proposed capital expenditure on council housing in year 2021 22, and succeeding years will reduce from the current level. Council is therefore resolved to, one, approve the five-year capital programme, And the amendment starts subject to raising the portfolio total in years 22-23 and the following two years to £9 million and that the increase be raised through sustainable borrowing to increase the delivery of much-needed social housing in the district. Two, amend annexes F2 and F3 accordingly. And three, recommend to the portfolio holder for housing that the necessary internal capacity and external partnership arrangements are put in place as appropriate to achieve delivery of social housing on time during each year that was proposed by councillor dean seconded by councillor caton
0: right now we can move to a vote those in favour please show nine in favour those against please show 24 against, abstentions two abstentions there we are democracy in action now just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water there is another amendment to the capital programme program.
12: uh,
0: this, this is proposed by Councillor Lodge Uh, And, Councillor Lodge, can you take us
7: through that, please? Indeed, I'll try and be brief, but I'd just like to go, uh, not not left um, hanging some of the words from Councillor Dean about how minor amendments to the the budget were some sort of progress which the Liberal Democrats had made in, uh, in this council. I think one of the things that really would make a mark is that when we offer them uh, the chance to participate in government or a cabinet place, that would have been their real chance to make a difference here, and they refused it. So please don't come back with this. Exactly. I am fed up, up w- of this. Yeah. Uh,
9: Mr Chairman, point of order, I'm fed up also also of this sl- state. Four banks, good. But the, no, the, the please. Opposition isn't wanted in this council. All should, everybody should be in the leader's tent and do as they're told.
7: May I carry on? I think you should. Yes, okay, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Um, a very strange word, slander. When I tell him the truth, and he doesn't like it. Uh, he was offered a place in the cabinet. He turned it down. That is the truth.
26: I thought you were asked to be kind by your deputy leader. Just
7: <laughs> excellent, Janice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the reminder. Yes. yeah. My my deputy, as you know, is far kinder than I am. But she tries. She tries to rain I'll, me down. I'll second that. But. Um... <laughs> As I said, occasionally the truth has to be told. Um, As has been said before, numbers don't do it. Putting numbers on the spreadsheet don't make this happen. Real action is what what makes it happen. And people who have been listening to me earlier in the year uh, will have known about my statements on housing. Commitment was was mentioned earlier, and I have given commitment. We will build more houses than the previous administration, Uh, and our ambition is to increase that by possibly in uh, in excess of 50% of the legislature. So we are going down that road. And so the simple amendment to this is to strike out um, items uh, 1%. two, and, and three following the approval of the five-year capital programme. We obviously approve the five-year capital programme. But then simply to say, and this is the commitment, note that the administration's ambition is to build significantly more social housing than the previous administration and look forward to an increase in the capital programme that suitable sites are required. All councillors are urged to identify potential sites in their wards, that's what we really want to be doing, and that's what I propose. Thank you.
0: Suitable sites are secured, actually, is the, uh, what yes, it says yeah. here. Okay, that requires a seconder. Ah, Councillor okay. Hargreaves, thank you. Uh, do, you do you wish to speak? Do you wish to speak now or later?
17: I uh, reserve later. Right.
0: I'm sure the debate will be extensive. Uh, there's no question about that. All right. Okay, matter of debate. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, Right. right. We'll get you out of the way now. Councillor Foley. Uh,
4: thank you. Uh, thank you, Leader, uh, for that commitment. I don't know. If, can, you, can you hear me? Thank you, Leader, for that commitment of, of increasing uh, council houses. On that basis and from what you've just said, can I offer a suggestion that you that you add to that that the council will build at least 50% more houses than the previous administration. Can I help you with that? Maybe possibly put that on on the amendment. That's what he said.
0: Thank you.
4: Yeah, that's what he said.
0: Okay, look... uh have you finished? Oh, yes. Good, excellent. Can you turn your microphone off, please? Right, excellent. <laughs> uh, Anybody else wish to continue to this?
18: Yes. Councillor Khan. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry, I've been uh, very quiet tonight. Uh, so just to uh, <laughs> add to uh, my colleague, uh, Councillor Foley, could the leader then commit to a number? Because if that's about ambition, then I'll support it if you commit to a number of council houses to be built uh, across Uttlesford. I can't just have uh, no numbers... Uh, and no budget to it. We need to show ambition. If you really are true to your word about social housing, which is really, really needed, and that everybody agrees in this chamber, uh, then please put a number to it, please. Absolute. Sorry, I put my hands
1: up like a big. Okay. Um, yep, I'll put a number. Doing my best, absolutely. Um, so, if you look at since 2012, we delivered 122 homes. So, if you add 50% onto that. So, 50, uh, 61, so 122 plus 61 is 183. Not that many. So, we'll go for that then. 183? 50% more. Since two, no, 2000 since the introduction of Health Self-Unlessed in 2012, the Council has delivered new-build housing development programme delivering 122 new homes since
12: 2012.
1: Well, that's what it says on my report from my housing team. So 50% more than that.
0: Co- colleagues, you, the, the rules of debate are you go through the chair and you don't sort of so slag. I am you, happy you don't have slanging matches. We're
1: not going to say that you. Oh, that's over a four-year, four-year of our delivery plan. Okay, so that's your numbers: 122, 50% of that. John would like to do. Councillor leader I'll wait till the, Yeah, lovely. Um, our, uh, Mr., our leader, Councillor Lodge, um, has stated a number, but Councillor Foley has said 50% more. I've added 50% more. You said 50%, sir. You asked that to add on, so I'm that going is. to add that on to make it more measurable, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that, that will be the number that we will finish at. If we can aspire to that and finish at that, we will certainly go for more.
0: Excellent. Are there any more
23: contributions to this? Can I, can, can I just ask for clarification? Is that figure per annum or over a four-year period? Because. Four-year period. So, we're actually only going to uh, – our, our stretch target is something in the region of 45 a year, which I think is less than – One at a time, oh,
0: please. Okay, we're, fine. We're let let, let Councillor Lee's answer. Less
23: than what that was delivered in the last couple of years.
1: Okay. Incorrect. Talking to the housing team, Councillor Caton, that I've phoned up today and asked – they sent back to me, since the introduction of housing self financing in 2012, this council has delivered an ambition new build housing development program delivering 122 new homes.
10: That's, yeah. that's
1: the council are they yeah. council homes. Or, yes, are council homes. Counting, counting. Council homes. Okay, so the affordable homes is 40%.
0: Thank you. Any more contributions to this? We are actually approaching. Excuse me. We're approaching another watershed, which is 10:30. There are rules about whether we proceed beyond 10:30. I know what I'd like to do. Um, In order to shoehorn ourselves, or at least actually, basically, I mean, three hours is long enough, for goodness' sake. Uh, uh, in order to um, comply with that, we shall have to ditch, ditch, postpone uh, some of the items. On the, the chief executive is, is preparing a note for me on this. But in the meantime, anything else on this aspect of the debate? Councillor Fairhurst. Oh, well, you both you put your hand up, Councillor. No, well there we are. In that case, the light.
6: Thank you, Chair. Um, I think we all have agreed that council housing is hugely important and we certainly want to supply as many as possible. I'm just quite concerned, though, that I understand there are about a 1,000 people on the waiting list um, and building, what did I hear, 90 houses is not really going to address that. It's sort of a a drop in the water, unfortunately. So uh, could I ask how that need will actually be met in the next um, year.
0: Does anybody wish to answer that?
12: Maybe not.
1: Uh, I'm happy to very quickly, if I may. Um, as the housing team, is, we, the, the, we are talking about council house building. Obviously, all the developments, we are having a 40% affordable housing. I have committed to just a council house building. So, when houses are developed and affordable housing comes in, then people can go into those houses.
0: everybody's getting excuse me guys everybody's getting into party mode here I'm going to ask the Chief Executive to read out the uh, amendment as stands and then we shall vote
13: so members need to uh, uh, vote upon uh, the amendment as proposed by Councillor Lodge and seconded by Councillor Hargreaves which is um, one approve the five year capital programme and to note the administration's ambition to build significantly more social housing than the previous administration and look forward to an increase in the capital programme as suitable sites are secured. All councillors are urged to identify potential sites in their wards.
0: Right. All those. Has been seconded? Yeah. Yes. All those in favour, please show. 25 25 in favor those against please show three, three against abstentions please show six. Six. six abstentions thank you so that amendment is carried.
23: Mr Mr. Chairman, can I, on the next amendment that we are due to debate, I understand that Councillor uh, Lodge has got a um, counter-amendment. As I understand it, he is proposing that the whole... 65,000, which has been allocated, will go towards uh, climate change initiatives. If that, if he is c- prepared to confirm that, I am prepared to withdraw the amendment. Councillor lodge. Are
7: you so minded? It wasn't quite as, as simple as that. Uh, it, 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 we, we are Never able is. to put significantly more again in, into that, and uh, I don't propose to be tied down on the budget by what the opposition are proposing. So not in as simple terms as that. I can say more, if you like, at this stage or later.
0: I think that probably means that we have to do it the hard way. That's what it looks like to me. So uh, we now have another amendment. However...
4: I think. There's no need for this,
0: Okay, colleagues, please. Can we come back together? Uh, Councillor Dean has proposed an amendment, I believe. Yes? Second one. All right, I think it,
13: but does he want to put it or doesn't
0: he? Yeah. Do you wish to put this or don't you? That's the question, really. The point is that there is one item which we have to deal with this evening. That's item 15 on the agenda. As well as this one. So we have to dispose of these two. We can't go home until we've done it. Now, I'm, I only live in the town. I don't live very far away. I'm quite happy to stay here for another two or three hours if that's what you want. <laughs> so it's really a question of how long you wish to stay here for. We can argue about numbers of angels that can dance on the head of a pin, we can have all sorts of things, you know. Any any amount of discussion is still available to us. But those two items have to be resolved before we break. So...
23: Mr. Mr. Chairman, uh, to ease the situation, I will say I propose the amendment as written and uh, sit down. Does he have a
7: seconder?
0: Yeah, do you have a seconder? Well, oh, up. We, we need a seconder in that case. The opposed has to be responded to. She's councilor Khan? Mm. Look, either put your hand up or point to the guy next door, but don't do them both at the same time. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot vote by proxies.
12: Obviously, now, you can
0: now, Councillor Khan, are you uh, seconded the motion, or are you suggesting that your colleague Councillor Sell, seconds the motion? We'll put it up, then. Well, perhaps he can put his hand up just to just to prove that he has one. Okay. Councillor Sell, you've seconded. Thank you. That's very good. Okay. Debate? Does
13: anybody
0: want to debate? Yeah. So... We can go straight to the vote, or we can debate it. We should debate. We're supposed to say a few words. The leader wanted to speak. Leader wants to speak, right?
7: Yes, just to clarify what I said, I won't, I, I, won't, uh, I won't allow the opposition to set my budget. That's an absolute uh, no-no. Uh, but what, what I am saying is that, again, we have ambition here to spend more than that 65000 You will have heard earlier that we are intending to borrow £300 million. You, you may just about remember that, which over time, it is aimed that this will generate £12 million of revenue. We've still got to do it. We haven't yet got a penny of that. We've got some coming from Chesterford Research Bank, nothing more yet. As and when that comes, and hopefully it will, because as some of you may know, we're going to a part two later this week to approve potential further investment out of that 300 million. We aim to have that money there. If those significant amounts of money come in, we will be able to spend them on climate change. We're in this position because central government is strangling us and starving us of funds. And the previous administration, um, combined with Westminster, left this hole in our budget. We're trying to fix the hole. If we fix it, we'll spend the 65000 and more. But I'm not going to commit to it today. So I would hope that you would withdraw that and understand our ambition, not your narrow political party political issues. We are aiming to spend that, to raise that money and spend it. Give us the opportunity or go through the the long-winded vote again. It's your decision. Councillor Pepper.
26: Good evening, everyone. I know everyone's very tired and, um, you know, we want to call this a night as soon as possible, but I want to make sure that I have spoken to John about securing more money Um, Obviously, I went um, to the LGA seminar and I asked people there how much money they were getting for their climate change um, funding. So I spoke to John about this and I said we have to at least equal what other councils are being paid, uh, if not better it. And John has said to me that we will better it so I actually know how much we are going to put aside for that fund tell us tell us, 100,000 okay so are you happy with that that's exactly what, you know, and I do appreciate, thank you for um, supporting me as well both of you um, in respect to that um, so obviously we will also look um, at the fund that you mentioned, you mentioned in the um, amendment to do with communication regarding climate change. This is an absolute necessity. So we will look at you know, making sure that um, we will communicate with the wider community regarding what our agenda is but we will also look at being creative in seeking other ways of gaining capital. We will look towards crown funding and business sp- sponsorship. Businesses want to gain additional green credentials. So this is another way forward, and I'm sure there will be people, you know, businesses out there, as well as local residents that want will want to help us raise money towards climate change. Um, additionally, I will be lobbying government for more money, and hopefully with the new homes bonus, we might be able to squeeze a bit more from that as well. But believe you me, I will try and get as much money as we possibly can. Okay. So, thank you anyway for everybody's support as well. Thank you, Mr. Mr.
23: Chairman. In light of Councillor Pepper's um, statement, I am prepared to withdraw the amendment.
26: Thank you. Thank you.
23: So that's good. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah. So now,
17: sorry, I do need to speak on this. the 100,000, we intend actually to do a great deal more than that, but for the moment, please, we don't want the 100,000 put out as a figure because it then means we've got to alter all the budgets, What's What's uh, and so therefore, just to be clear, we're hoping to get more than that, but for the moment it needs to stay as it is.
0: Uh, no. yeah. Councillor Lodge, do you wish to propose your amendment? amendment?
7: Yes, abs- absolutely. Sorry, I thought uh, we'd gone through that process. I, uh, I, I move that, uh, that we accept uh, the, uh, the amendment as, um, as, re- sorry, as the, the amendment to the amendment which I uh, which I read out earlier.
0: I yeah. uh, need a second of that, please. Yes, Councillor Favau- Laval, thank you. Uh- The uh, chief executive will read out yeah. the amendment, and so we shall vote upon it. The,
13: the leader's uh, amendment to Appendix H, General Fund and Council Tax 2020-2021, is the council's resolve to approve the general fund council tax requirement of £5,956,840 to approve the schedule of fees and charges as set out in Annex H6, and to, three, raise the allocation in support of addressing the climate change emergency to the maximum amount, I think the leader is talking about, within the 300,000 there, under funding restrictions imposed by central government and the previous UDC administration.
0: Does anybody wish to uh, talk to that? No. It's
3: in that case, we go Please. Uh, don't worry, this is very short. Um, speaking with the youth from Stansted, from Saffron Warden, from Felsted, from Great Dunmo, any attempt to improve upon the current climate crisis is a great attempt. And therefore, any motion, any amendment is well met. Thank you. Councillor Fairhurst.
22: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I think that it's important to look at those numbers in, in context. 65,000 sounds like a lot of money. It's more than you can spend it in an afternoon. It's not that much, to be honest, in terms of climate change. What we were told, for example, yesterday was that 15,000, that was allocated for trees, which leaves us 50,000. So, you're, in fact, Louise, you have you down to 50,000. And from that 50, 50,000, 32,000 need to be spent to bring ourselves in line in terms of gas and electricity into eco- ecological power. So you're now down to 18,000. The numbers shrink and shrink. But there's a better way. What we're saying to ourselves, and Mr Chairman, I appeal to you because you've been, been here before. About five years ago, we were faced with the same imminent doom with regard to the town hall in Saffron Walden. And we sat down and said, chaps, this is a problem that arises now. And if we don't do anything about it, the chimneys will fall. I think the urgency of the climate change is a similar kind of creature. and It doesn't make sense to try and put for 65,000 here and 80,000, maybe even 100,000 on it, when in fact we can go to the same borrowing, relenting stream that we're looking at for 300 million and say we can buy a million, and I've been told by the officers, we can buy a million for 37,000 pounds. So for 37,000 pounds a year, we get a million fund upon which we can then do real climate change initiatives. So now your working party's got something you can work with to actually do trees and and, 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 and EV cars and so on. So I believe we should be more creative in this money rather than just allocate it as a fund.
0: can't amend the fund. It's uh, apparently against the rules. Uh, I'm going to ask Councillor Harvey. of course it's his thing, and then
17: Councillor Sell. Just a financial comment. Uh, I'm surprised this has been brought up again because it has been gone through before. The issue is that's fine if you borrow money uh, in year one, you you got your project. Uh, If they're going to cost you uh, if you're talking about borrowing over 30 or 50 years, you're then paying back the capital and the interest over all that length of time. Um, and so people not yet born will be paying for it. And then what you do on year two, you borrow another lot and carry on doing it. It's not the same as investing for commercial purposes where you're investing in something that brings an income. You're investing in something that doesn't bring an income. So um, it, it's not sustainable. I do understand the concept, and I'm sympathetic, but it's, it's, uh, it's not going to work.
0: It's fine if you never have to pay it back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Councillor Sell. Yeah.
5: Thank you, Councillor Pepper, for your transparency regarding the figure. Um, Councillor Fairhurst is quite right. What we are proposing at the moment, I know is a state of flux, it's not particularly ambitious and I urge Councillor Pepper in her negotiations with her fellow cabinet members, she might want to say what South Cambridgeshire are doing, they've announced it, they're not waiting, the figures are there, they've announced I mentioned earlier on that they've launched uh, three free trees, £100,000 70% of parishes have taken up that Opportunity where the district is giving three trees to be rep- every parish. They have also got a 19 community projects, a budget of 121,000, which is to help South <coughs> Cambridgeshire become zero carbon. So they are two of the initiatives that they are taking. Compared to us, um, I think they are being more ambitious. So I urge Councillor Pepper, on behalf of the residents, to. Speak hard in the cabinet to try to secure as much funding as we can.
0: I'm going to ask Councillor Lodge to uh, sum up, perhaps, and
7: we'll go to the vote. Indeed, I'm not convinced there's a great uh, deal extra to say. I think that uh, I thank uh, Councillor Hargreaves for his uh, financial education there. I think that was. That was useful, and that, uh, again, this is about uh, our ambition. You heard of the ambition, but there again, there is no... We haven't yet found the magic money tree. Please, uh, uh, Please adopt my amendment to this motion. Thank you.
0: I'm now going to ask the Chief Executive to read out the amendment, and we shall then vote upon it.
13: So Council resolved to approve the General Fund tax requirement of five million nine hundred. Oh, beg your pardon. Beg your pardon. Uh, council's resolved to approve the general fund council tax requirement of £5,956,840. Pounds, approve the schedule of fees and charges set out in Annex H6. Three, raise the allocation in support of addressing the climate emergency to the maximum amount possible under the funding restrictions imposed by central government and the previous UDC administration.
0: Thank you. Uh, has that been proposed?
13: It has, by Councillor Lawton uh, seconded by Councillor Leveille.
0: It's been proposed and seconded indeed. Thank you. Uh, so we move to a vote. Those in favour, please show. Not quite... 27. Those against, please show. One against. Abstentions, please show. Six. Six abstains, so that is carried. We now move to the substantive motion. Councillor Barker by all means. One moment, let me just get the process sorted. Thank you, Councillor Barker. Please proceed.
10: Thank you, Chairman. Chairman, I am confused. Um, At various points throughout this document, we refer, and I think my computer's now died as well, Uh, which I'm not surprised. Um, We refer to the single depot, the waste depot. Um, It's also referred to in the Cabinet papers next year. On page 122, you will see that there is a figure of 4,563 in column one, a figure of 2 million, sorry, 4,563, and the next column, a figure of 2 million, and in the following column, a figure of 2,563. Um, In the Cabinet Papers next week, this figure is shown as having been spent. Can I have it confirmed that the spend means it has transferred into the General Fund Reserve to bolster that reserve, because I can't see where else it has gone. I also see no future spend in this column. Does that mean we have given up on this project? If we have, why not just use the whole lot to bolster the reserve? Thank you, chairman.
0: Thank you. Councillor Hargreaves, can you answer that?
17: no i think is a short answer to that question um so i think possibly uh we'll have to do a written answer for for that one uh, i'm not the expert on the waste depot um but uh, it has certainly been going minutes. on for rather a long time it would be nice to, uh, to have it all closed off uh, but um perhaps it would also be useful if you could
0: Councillor Barker, that means a written uh, question, please. Can, as long as that you? goes to
10: all members, Chairman, it is clear because the explanations I've received so far are not clear. We are only looking at a slippage of £2.5 million pounds into next year in the Cabinet papers. Thank you.
0: Yes, uh, Councillor Barker the point is well made but obviously needs to be answered can you put it in writing to us please uh, and we need to answer it but we can't answer it tonight Let's call it Councillor Thank you uh, In
16: the Corporate plan, we or the council refers to uh, increasing air quality monitoring. And in the proposed budget, uh, we see on page 123 a decrease from £15,000 to nothing uh, over the course of the next five years. The money may have moved, but I'd like clarification.
0: Can you help us, Councillor Harvey, or should it be a written question? Councillor Hargreaves.
17: The, the air quality monitoring, it's not capital equipment. Uh, the actual tubes, uh, it's an on- you pay so much per month, you hire them in. Uh, so it wouldn't be a capital spend. They're actually quite cheap. I think there's something like about a few pounds a month. Uh, so to increase the monitoring, geographically increase it, it's not a particularly expensive thing.
0: Okay. I propose to move to a vote now. There's another substantive item we have to deal with before we can close this meeting. So, is that okay?
13: Yep. So we have a choice of how, to,
0: how we do it. Need mm-hmm. to explain? Yes, please.
13: So, members, um, we are required to take a recorded vote on Appendix I, but we are also uh, required to approve Appendices A to H and J, obviously uh, as amended uh, earlier. Unless members specifically want to separate out those appendices, we can take all of them on block as a recorded vote, and I suggest we do that unless anybody wishes to have the appendices separated out, in which case we would take it separately.
0: There's a challenge. Well, I think that... uh, that... The consensus seems to be to take it on block. Uh, Paragraph 6. So we're requested to approve the Budget Reports for 2020-21, Appendices A to H and Associated annexes, the Council Tax Resolution 2020-21, Appendix 1, and the Equalities Impact Assessment, Appendix J. Reports and individual recommendations are set out in the table shown at paragraph 13. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be done name by name. Uh, Mr. Pugh will call out your names in
24: alphabetical order, please. I take, sorry. Please be patient with me if I call out your name when you're not here. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, okay. Councillor Armstrong, for against or abstain. Four. Councillor Asker is not here. No. Councillor Bagnall again, not here. I think. Mm-hmm. Councillor Barker.
10: Abstain.
24: Councillor Caton?
10: For.
24: Councillor Coote. For. Councillor Cristiani? Abstain. Councillor Day? Four. Councillor DeVries? Councillor Dean? Four. Councillor Driscoll?
22: Four.
24: Councillor Eek? Four. Councillor Evans?
12: Four.
24: Councillor Fairhurst?
12: Four.
24: Councillor Foley? Four. Councillor Freeman? Four. Councillor Gerard? Four. Councillor Gregory? Four. Councillor Hargreaves?
11: Four.
24: Councillor Isham? Four. Councillor Jones? Councillor Khan? Four. Councillor Lavelle? Four. Councillor Counts? Councillor Lees? Four. Councillor Lemon? Four. Councillor Light? Councillor Lodge? Four. Councillor Lachlan? Four. Councillor Luck? Four. Councillor Merrifield. Four. Councillor Oliver. Abstain. Councillor Pavitt. Four. Councillor Pepper. Four. Councillor Reeve, not here. Councillor Sell.
5: Four.
24: Councillor Storer. Four. Councillor Sutton. Four. Councillor Taylor. Four. Okay. Well, the headline is that everybody voted for it, apart from four people who abstained. So we can count up. I think I-
0: carries as carried, as it were. Okay, I'm now going to move on to item 15, and that will be the only item that we consider this evening. Of course, we've run out of time.
13: And that's because it affects the bidding.
0: Yes, and that we have to deal with because it affects the business rate reliefs and discounts. So, Councillor Hargreaves, can you talk us through that, please?
17: Yes, delighted to. This is going to be a quick one, I hope. Um, This is business rates uh, policy and uh, as part of the government's programme to support the high street uh, additional business rates reliefs have been made available to us so we the council administer them so we give the discounts so we've got to get it right but then the good news is the cash comes back to us from the government under a thing called a section 31 grant uh, so the full policies on appendix a, I'm sure you've all been through it in great detail uh, the business rates Retail discount scheme for occupied retail properties with a rateable value of less than £51,000 will increase from 33% to 50%, so greater discount. A discount of £1,000 will be available to eligible pubs with a rateable value of less than £100,000. And there will be an extension of the £1,500 business rates discount for office space occupied by local papers. Local newspapers will apply for additional five years From 1st of April 2020 to 31st of March 2025. So this is a case of the Government giving us a bit more cash to help our local businesses. Do you want it or not? And the answer is, I think we do want it. So it's recommended this Council adopts the business rate discretionary rate relief discount policy as set out in Appendix A. Thank
0: you. Commendably brief. Thank you. Uh, Does that find a seconder? Councillor Lees. Seconder, thank you. Councillor, Councillor Fairhurst. Mr. Chairman, I have an interest because I have a business in the district and pay rates. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, this is now open, item 15, uh, it has been posed and seconded. Uh, does the seconder wish to speak later?
1: Yes, please. Right, Maybe. Okay.
0: Fine. It's open to debate. Would anybody like to debate this? You've been very, very strong up to now. Are you quite sure?
20: Yeah.
0: All right. Um, I have to invite Councillor Hargreaves to um, reply at the end of the debate. Do you wish to reply? I have nothing to say. Does the seconder wish to reply at the end of the debate?
1: No, thank you, sir.
0: Very good. Right. In that case, we can move to a vote. All those in favour, please show. Like it looks like unanimous, so thank you very much. I'm now going to close this meeting. Thank we'll
12: you.
24: Yes. Uh, uh, one moment.
0: Adjour. Adjourn. Adjourn. <laughs> don't, don't run away, it would seem. Adjourn the
24: meeting
12: until the 10th of March.
0: Okay. This meeting is adjourned, the words are, until the 10th of March. So the items that were on the agenda that we have not have been able to deal with tonight will be carried forward.
24: So so anyway, so yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay.
12: Thank you very much for your patience, colleagues. Thank you. Thank you.